What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Dre Nicole. And you are tuned in to another episode of Poor Minds. Where Drunk Mind Speaks Sober Thoughts. What's up, girl? Hey, girl. You look cute. Thank you. Oh, you done switched up the hair. You done switched up the lip. I know. I did a color today. Who are you? <laughs> a new bitch. You know, it's giving brand new. <laughs> it is. Look, we gonna get into that in a second. We okay. gotta acknowledge. You know, we uh, always we gotta do acknowledge that. our guests. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm very excited. I am too. You know, I feel like we're going to get our learn on today. We're going to get that knowledge. We dress conservative. We try. I did try. It's giving ladies. I like Ryan, I like Ryan said that when I walked in. He said, I like I like this. I said, you know me, business up top. Party at the bottom. Okay, that's the book world. <laughs> okay, so tell us who you are, what you do, and just give us a rundown. Uh, Wall Street Trapper. So I just focus on educating our culture on how to build wealth and how to plant the seeds of generational wealth. So a lot of times we get caught up in being programmed on that we're not able to build wealth, that we're not able to be successful, that mm-hmm. we can only be like rappers or athletes. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But we limit ourselves. And then if it's not that, for me it was then just being a dope boy is the next thing. Mm. Like growing up in New Orleans, so it was like I I can't I'm, I'm too slow to to run, and I ain't really that good at rapping. Right. So it was like I right, so the hustlers was who got all the attention. Mm-hmm. So I was like I right, that's what I gravitated to. Um, saw my mom's get shot when I was young, oh. and but it was a way of she showed me like yo this is the world. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn it. You get it from a first-hand point of view. Nobody right. going to tell you, this is it. This is what you got to go up against. So I learned that, cultivated myself in the mm-hmm. streets, learned from the gangsters. And then I wound up going to prison for shooting somebody. So I went to prison for attempt murder on robbery. Did 10 years in prison, but that's why I got introduced to financial literacy. Okay. Mm-hmm. In prison? In prison. I know that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a situation where I was in a cell and this white dude was just like, man, y'all playing the wrong game. And I was like, well, if you playing a, a different game, fuck, you ain't here with me. Right. Mm-hmm. So what game you playing? But it was just, he was like, well, you ain't here for attempt murder on robbery. You probably looking at 99 years. Mm. He embezzled 2.8 million. And he just did 18 months. He paid off 800,000, kept 2 million. Damn. Right. So 18 like, months don't sound too bad. It don't sound you know like, you're like, yeah. Hey, I'll do that again. <laughs> i do that again. You know? Know Year and a half. Yeah, not bad. You know, so. <laughs> That that kind of like shook my mind, like damn, like and I I just started replaying like everybody I know, like we did in jail, mm-hmm. and we ain't gonna never see that kind of money. Like mm-hmm. that's dope boy dream, like you know, right. make a couple million, but you don't know too many that make that kind of mm-hmm. money. So just in prison, I just like got on and reading the books, but something like kind of stuck out to me. It's like yo, there's a bunch of white people, right? They ain't risking their life. They ain't going to jail. They doing something different than me. Mm-hmm. They know they know more than what I know. So I need to learn that. Right. So I just spent the rest of my 10 years just like really learning it and cultivating it. And when I came home, it wasn't so much that I knew like that's what I'm going to do because I still got to get money. Right. Like you have an idea what you want to do in prison. But when you come home, like you... I like this the reality. I mean, now. ten years. A lot had happened in ten so years. A lot had changed. Yeah, it it's was like it stopped world. for you. Like you got out, you was probably still sending letters That's and shit, right. writing people. We got text messages hey, now, nigga. Nah, thanks. I went from, from pages to cell phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, what's your page? I'm like, what? Nah, yo. Like, we got pages. We got beepers no more. We got beepers no more, man. I'm like, damn, for real. 
Damn. So, um, so I still got back in the street, started hustling. Just that's what I knew. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, because still there's a, still the same thread. Everybody who I knew that was working a job, it was still hurting. Right. It was still struggling. And so it was like, well, even if you work in two or three jobs, that still don't get you out of being poor or being, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I understood it was just a lack of information. Right. So in my mind, I was like, all right, let me just teach the hustlers like what I know. Mm. And I'm going to just take street dudes and show them they can play this game with street money. That right. was my whole idea. I ain't know nothing about m- I'm not telling nobody the money launder. <laughs> <You're, laughs> I'm, I'm not, not doing I that. Say that. I ain't saying that. But at the time, that's all I knew. Like, right. oh, if I can teach, if I can show us how we don't got to risk our lives all the time, that I can introduce us to a different game. Mm-hmm. And so that's just where the Wall Street trap came from. That's where my brand came from. So I just dedicated myself to that. And it was really just about teaching hustlers and the female I, females I knew. They was dancers. So I'm like, I'm going to teach. If I can teach y'all, because who touched more money than y'all? You know I know what I'm about that shake life now. You feel me? So she was in it. You did. So I just helped them. You know. Facts. Oh, I'm a lady today. That's it today. But we all got a pass. I used to be out there too. I did. Okay, so I just want to say this because me and Drea definitely have different views when it comes to things like Mm -hmm. that because I'm the type of person I believe that we are at such a disadvantage and Drea's the kind of person like, oh, we all got 24 hours in a day. Like, if you really want to make it happen, you can. But I'm like, no, like the world is against us so it's hard. Mm. So I always felt like it's a little different for, you know, I don't feel like everybody can make it and do it. I just don't because there's so many odds against you. I don't feel like, again, I don't feel like everybody can make it, but I also feel like it's not because of the fact that everybody can't do the same thing. It's because mm. people are lazy mm. and people don't believe in themselves. Right. A lot of the same people who be like, oh, this isn't fair. Or this person is lucky. This person had it easy. They don't even try. Mm. They just use that as a crutch. Mm. They use their circumstances as a crutch. Like, no, everybody doesn't come up in ideal circumstances. You know what I mean? Everybody isn't born with a silver spoon in their mouth and with certain opportunities as right. other people. However, though, if you really want something bad enough, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And nobody can tell me that. Especially with even, I say this all the time, with how we started this show. People be like, oh, this show has became so big. It's been so amazing to watch mm-hmm. y'all from when y'all first started. We literally just started though. Mm-hmm. That's what we decided to do. We started. Nobody was listening for a long ass time. <laughs> a long time. But we still recorded. We showed up every week. Mm-hmm. We recorded. We were consistent. Most people lack discipline and consistency. Mm-hmm. I agree with that too. So I'm that person. I'm that person that feel like everybody got 24 hours. I don't mean y'all right. Just because <laughs> Wall Street trapper said it was right. God damn it. I'm that person. So I really feel like I say this thing like every day you get up and if you're not where you want to be at in the world, you say it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Like if because what happens is it's so easy for uh, for us to blame sick situations, mm-hmm. circumstances. Well, I, I could easily say, man, I did 10 years in prison. Yep. So do that give me a right to say, all right, well, screw my life. I'm just going to mm-hmm. continue doing that. Nah. You shut up, Becca. Just- <laughs> I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Yeah. Amen. I, just, I feel like if once we start taking responsibility for our life, right. like mm-hmm. once you start saying like, damn, I don't got the money I want, man, it's my fault. Well, I guess I just, it is. I just it is. took it from this way because that's what's go- we're going to talk about this first topic here. We ain't even gotten to the topic, y'all. 
So, um, I want we talked about this a long time ago when the show was Wind Down Wednesday. Is a mm. nine to five a hustle? Because for me, I was in the cycle of a nine to five for so long. Mm-hmm. I will say I was blessed enough, lucky enough to move to Atlanta. I had a friend. <laughs> you know, I stay. I was living on her couch for six months. Like I moved out here with nothing. Salute to the friend. Yeah, salute to the friend because I wouldn't be here. Like Fast. it wasn't. You know, I was in Houston doing nothing but. For me to get out of that cycle of a nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, luckily we really didn't have to like invest a lot of money in this at first. Mm-hmm. Like my mom had bought us a camera, her BDB had got her computer. Shout out to you know what I'm saying? Shout like, out to the BDB. Shout out to the BDB. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I really didn't have any money to invest. I just had myself and I had my passion, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any money to invest. So I want to talk about like. Do you think a nine to five is a hustle? And how do you invest when you have a nine to five and you d- don't have a lot of money to spare? So I think a nine to five should be the catalyst or should I say the foundation to whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to go at. Mm-hmm. Right. So your job is your biggest investor. And at the job, you really learn the skills you need to run a business if you're paying attention to it like that. So for me, I look, I built this triangle and I call it the triangle offense. So you take the income, you invest the income, you turn the income into wealth. Mm. Right. So income turns into capital. Capital is just money you use to invest. That money comes, turns into wealth. Right. So what happens is we get into this mindset. So everybody is trained by and programmed by the same system. So America teaches you what to think, not how to think. Right. Right. So America teaches you that at a certain age, you retire. America teaches you that if you work 40 hours, that's a work week. Mm-hmm. America teaches you that that on the weekends you take off uh, after so long you take one vacation. Right. So America programs everybody to think the same way. And so that limits your ability. Mm-hmm. Because if you think, well, if you think that 40 years is the end of the road, then you're like, all right, well, my done or my my life already over with. I know it's going to happen at 65. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to snatch that away. And so I think what people should do is. Everybody should go all in on one thing in their life. That's what I did. That's mm. what y'all are doing. Mm. Right? You're going in on that one thing. Mm. Right? That's all, all I got. That's what I got. <laughs> and what happens is America has, has taught us to feel like without the job, like I'm lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have no structure or no stability. So I think people should use the job as a way to get them to where they need to go at. Right? So let's let me say this right quick. So let's say fear is something that's not real. So what happens is in your mind, you say, if I lose this job, immediately you paint a picture in your head of everything that you're going to lose. That was I can't me. pay the bills. I can't do this. I can't. So now that fear, that picture <laughs> that you painted now causes anxiety. That's right. Me. So now you're like, Yo, I can't, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none of that is real. Even though those may be the facts of what may happen, it doesn't mean that it's real. Right. Right. Because what happens if you go all in and then it go the other way? Right. It work out for you, which is doing right now. Right. Right. right? I'm sitting around two successful black women. I don't know that's right. right. So, but that's because y'all went out on something. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fear the we got to get rid of the fear and be willing to go all in and look at it from the other side. So, yep. Use your job. Let that be a nine to five. Let the nine to five be the catalyst to your investment. But also look at the nine to five as, what can I learn from the nine to five? Because whatever you're doing at the nine to five, that's another business. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like people need secretaries. People mm-hmm. need, that's a business. Mm-hmm. You no. Know, so look at that from that component too. 
So I always say, yeah, you just nine to five. I did mine. Yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your girl Lex P. And it's your girl Dre Nicole. And it's about to be summertime. And we know that means a lot of traveling. And the best thing about traveling is knowing what to say and how to talk to the people of the country that you're in. Absolutely. So with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Yes. So I feel like knowing a second language, you can get so much done whenever you're traveling. And honestly, when you know a second language, it don't know that you get paid more whenever applying to jobs. Yes. And there's so many different ways that you can learn with Babbel. You know what I mean? In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, all types of stuff. We, we, ha, ha. So right now you can purchase three months at Babbel and then you get three months for free. So that's a total of six months for the price of three. So you're going to go to Babbel.com and use code POORMINDS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com and use code poor minds to get three months for free how you say amen in french amen we don't know but see that's why you need to download babble so i think on the last episode like on the episode where we talked about that my perspective was i said that i didn't feel like it was yeah you like if you were not like that this was like two this was like three years ago yeah it was like two three years ago Yeah. yeah what do you mean how do you feel? What do you mean? It's not a hustle? What you think? That's what I said on the episode when we discussed it. I said, yeah, I don't feel like it's a hustle because you're not grinding. Mm. If mm. that makes sense. Mm. Like, to me, a hustle is something that it's like you getting it out the mud. Yeah. And you don't know what the outcome, outcome might be. be. I see that. But you passionate about the shit mm-hmm. and you trying to get this money mm-hmm. and you really putting in work. Like, I feel like with a nine to five, that's easy. Yeah, you go to work every day, it's structured. Mm-hmm. You know, every two weeks you won't get this certain amount of money. Mm. You know what I mean? With hustling, to me, it's a unknown amount of money. Yeah. Like when we first started this show, like we told them our first check was $80. Right. And I was so happy. I was like, <laughs> we were happy. Because we finally had got paid for the shit. You Facts. know what I mean? And then even now that we're making way, way more money. Hold on, you put too many yeah. ways. <laughs> way more money. Well, I mean, we is making <laughs> She said about two or three way, way. Hold on, hold now, on. bitch. They eat. Slow down. Slow down. I mean, we definitely getting way more than eighty dollars. <laughs> so now that we're making way more money, even still with what we're making now, it's still no cap to it. Right. You know what I mean? It's no limit to how much money we can make. So to me, that's a hustle. Just like when I used to bartend and I used to work in the club, I was hustling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you felt like me sitting down at my desk? No, no, I, I, I see the picture. I see, I see what she's saying though, because with the hustle, like it's dependent on you. Yes, it depends yeah. on how bad, how, how bad you, you want, want this yeah, money. If you a lazy hustler, you ain't gonna get no money. Well, I guess I just looked at it different because at the time I had a nine to five, I was working a corporate job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was a hustle because. If I couldn't pay my bills, I couldn't be in Atlanta to do the th- other things that I wanted to do. Like, I, it was a struggle for me. Like, even though you feel like, oh, I didn't know the next day. Like, I would go to work and be like, I have to do this. But it was my hustle because if I couldn't pay my bills, I couldn't be here to try to make poor minds pop. Mm-hmm. So it was a hustle for me. And also, the extra money I did have when we did need to do something, I was taking a little bit of money, extra money I did have and putting it into poor minds. So so that was a hustle for me because I could have took that extra three, four hundred dollars that I had and kept it in my pocket to get me something nice or to buy groceries or, or to be on time with my credit card bills. But I was investing in myself. So it was my, my little hustle. I mean, I get that. But I guess I just be feeling like 
hustlers are the successful successful yeah. people of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that end up becoming successful. Right. Not the people that just live a structured, super structured life. That's true. That's So America is built on that. And I always say that because I always look at America as a company. Mm-hmm. I look at America as the business. Mm-hmm. And so if you look, when you look at America as the business, then it's structured for business owners, entrepreneurs, and investors. Right. So America is not structured for the nine to five person to succeed. Right. The only way you succeed as a nine to five is when you start making investment and yep. income outside of that. So I kind of agree with her on that. The nine to five. Because when do I'm you just have time? It's just two against one. I mean, because saying. that's all right. I'm going to hold my hold own today. Like, I mean, because with a nine to five, <laughs> when do you have time? Like you said, that's what America is based like it's structured mm-hmm. on. When do you have time to invest time into yourself when you work in a nine to five every but day? That's like why when I, I said had a corporate I'll, job, I literally would go to work Monday through Friday. I would have to wake up at six a.m. Mm-hmm. I would have to be at work by seven thirty. Mm-hmm. I would be stuck in traffic for like an hour and a half. So I really would get there at seven forty-five. Mm-hmm. Never on time. <laughs> so yeah, I used to have to be there, and then I would have to work for nine hours. Right. Then I'm leaving work. I'm in traffic again, going home mm-hmm. for another hour and a half on the way mm-hmm. home. By the time I get home, I get to have a little me time relax a little mm-hmm. bit then i gotta go to sleep wake up do the do shit it. the next morning you tired you're but exhausted right, but this is why i said i was a hustler because guess what i was doing that and on top of that i was getting off of work not going home going to your house to record right. on top of that editing but that's because you had me because I was really like, we were pushing each other. But, but I'm saying most people don't like, a lot of people be trying to be entrepreneurs and they're not trying to do it with a business partner. It's mm-hmm. just only solely based on them. And sometimes if you tire, you're not going to put in the work. I mean, I get what you're saying, but to take away some people that are trying, like you can't say they're not a hustler because I was hustling. So the, here's the thing though. The nine to five isn't the hustle. It's what you're doing after the nine to five. So at the beginning, poor minds was the hustle. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because you was taking the money to put into poor minds mm-hmm. so you can use poor minds to walk away. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And turn the hustle into the empire. Right. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? But I just like to feel like, you know, I feel like I do agree. If you're working just a solely nine to five, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a hustle. You know, we like mm-hmm. to grow. So, you know, I changed my opinion. So don't pull up that old episode and be like, but Lex, you said. Oh, they're going to do they that. Gonna let you they're going to be yeah, like, yeah. she be contradicting herself. Yeah. Yeah, do, but that. I mean, I used to have a job then. <laughs> and I see the difference now because mm-hmm. I had a job then. So I was maybe a little defensive. Mm-hmm. But I guess I see it now because now... This shit is harder than clocking in. No, it was 100%. I feel you so gotta much. You got to find motivation even yeah. when you don't feel Every motivated. Day. Even, Every right, day. like when I come in, I don't know how the episode is going to go. Mm-hmm. Every week, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm telling y'all some tea right now. Every week, I'm like, man, I hope this is a good episode. Cause right. People don't realize the work behind it. So I feel like a lot of times people aren't forgiving. And so if we have one bad episode, people might be like, oh, I'm not watching this shit no more. Yeah. It's boring. And if we being honest, I mean, just. As a person, just as a human being, we all have times where we just not in the greatest mood. Right. So it's right. been times where we had to come record and we ain't really feel like recording because mm-hmm. we had other life shit going right. on. You know what I mean? But we mm-hmm. still had to come in and, and do make what we had happen. to do because this is our business That's and we can't not deliver. That. That's right. where the hustle come in that. So every day you're not going to feel like mm-hmm. doing it. Right. Right. But for me, I look back. I'm always grateful because I was homeless before. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, like, boy, we was homeless. Boy, you better okay. So when, cause there's levels of homelessness. <laughs> nah. Was you like under a bridge homeless? <laughs> nah, so or I was slept. you like staying with your friend homeless like I was? No, nah, I slept in abandoned cars. I slept in crack houses. Oh, homeless. you was wow. homeless. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I slept in a little car before yeah, now. So wait, where are you from in New Orleans? I, my, one of my ex-boyfriends is from New Orleans. I'm from Mid-City. He was from West Bank. 
Uh, what's T? What's T about West Bank nigga? He was from the West Bank. So it depends on what part. <laughs> <laughs> now we get to the, the good, the good, good. And I don't fuck with that nigga no more. It's Bill uh, So uh, it just depends on where he's from in the West Bank. Um, so I'm from the East Bank, if mm. you would say it like that. So it's always, people from New Orleans always look at certain parts of the West Bank like, yo, you really not from New Orleans. It's kind of like that. You know what Ooh, I'm saying? Ooh, so he's from like Katy. Like, if you were Houston, he's from Katy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type, so okay. it just depends. He's from Sugar Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on like where he's from on the West. Like, if he's from like Algiers, then we're like, all right, you get a That plan. is where he's he from. from Algiers? Yes. Okay, well, he get, he, he probably yeah, he's from New Orleans. He's from New Orleans. I'm just playing. He's from New Orleans. Uh, like, let me ask you this. So, when you got out of jail mm-hmm. and you you said you went back on the streets. Yeah, yeah. So had you immediately made that decision to be like, okay, I'm gonna go legit because I'm not trying to be funny. I don't know nothing about the streets. I grew up in the suburbs. Very, mm-hmm. It's giving very white. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit. So what? I every time I watch <laughs> like the, the, the closest hood. thing I got to drug dealing is power. So Damn. every time I watch, not it, even a white. No, uh, right. Damn. Damn. Power. Damn. You too. She don't know. Get off, get off my show. <laughs> So what's your sign? So I people be like, if I ask you your sign, it's either because we vibing or I'm like, mm, right. I don't know. <laughs> it's the vibe. It's the vibe. Okay, so I'll say this. Um, I always looked at like I don't want to say kind of funny, but I always like wonder why. Why do people like sell drugs or doing whatever they mm. do and not just take the money and invest it in something? Like get out the game. Mm-hmm. So that's a great question. So here's what happens. Like so. A lot of times, dudes in it, hustling looks more attractive than what it really is. Okay, right. all I see right. is ghosts. Right, so you see, you see dudes in the street, and you see dudes with a lot of money, but mm-hmm. a lot of that money don't be like that. Be like re up money. That be money you've been sitting on. Mm. Right, that don't really mean you cashing out like that. Right? right. So what happens is that's all you know. A lot of times, like that's all you know. So just think about. I've been hustling my whole life, mm-hmm. and let's look at it from that's a that's a taste of freedom, right? In a way, like you get up, you do what you want, right? You know you got to get out here and get it, right? But you want me to leave this to go work a job? Mm. That ain't it, right? There ain't no freedom there, right? And so yeah, I do. I might want to run a business, but here, here's how most people are looking. I don't really know how to do that either, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, right? And so when we see. Even if you look at the why, you saw Stringer Bell switch from a from a hustler. He tried to switch to like construction and all that, mm-hmm. not knowing how to play that game. Right. And then he wound up trying to wanting to kill. He's like, you want me to kill a government official? Man, we're not about to do that. I told you don't go mess with them people. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stay out in the street. You know what I'm saying? So it's always hard to transition. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right? It's, it's not easy as, you th- as people think it is. Right. And I have this saying that the hunter is always going to look like the trophy, if the lion always looked like the most dangerous person, if the hunter always tell the story. Mm, right. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So if, as long as people from the outside don't know how the streets operate, they're going to always look like, man, he tripping. Right. Why are they doing that? Yeah, but that when, makes sense. when you come from a lack of information, a lack of exposure, and a lack of access, it's all you got, which is why people... Get their kids. You got to play sports. Hmm. Right? Kid might don't even want to be play sports, but they feel but like they that's the only way out. That's the only option. way out. the only way out. Right? Uh, cool. Everybody, everybody want to be a rapper. Why? This is the only mm-hmm. way out. This is the only way to see some money. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, be, for me, that's what it was. It was like, man, even though I know how to do this investing stuff, but how am I going to get money to do it? Mm. I mean, because in the streets, too, you make money fast. You're making it fast. How do you know? 
<laughs> I mean, she I said she touched it a little bit. You know? I feel like she I, was in the kitchen whipping that work. Nah, I ain't never been. I ain't, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never been in the kitchen, but I was in the house. So I was in the band. You did. So what did you do to make that transition? Look, I'm sorry, I'm asking you all these questions. No, I'm just, I'm just curious. No, like, you're good. how you're good. did you make that transition? Because I don't even want to know it from like the dope boy, you know, right. point of view. I want to know like right. how you took your money, like mm-hmm. the basics. Because I'm very basic when it comes to stuff. Because I always said this. I feel like it's a lot of people out there. They'll say, "Oh, this is how you make money," and they're very broad. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I want to know how you took. A and mm-hmm. got to B. And especially with you coming straight out of prison and you say you had to kind of get back into hustling, mm-hmm. how did you make the decision that it's like, okay, I'm making this fast money again, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you could have ended up in the same cycle and ended up back. Oh, you ended up back going so, back to them? I came home in 2007. So 2009 and 2010, I caught two more charges. Oh, wow. So I was back, like, you know, getting it. So, I mean, I wasn't no big meat or nothing like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna never try. Not you was selling dimes, just, man. Shit, I was selling pound pills. He said, don't like me, hold on. Nah, you was making some moves. But, you know, we ain't had New Orleans on lock and nothing like that. So, you know, you just be maneuvering. And then, so I caught the first charge. And then I was like, damn, all right. But here's how the cycle goes. You catch one charge. You got to get a lawyer. You got to bond out. I'm mm-hmm. not about to go get a job now. Nah. Right. This lawyer calls. Mm-hmm. It's fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. This mm-hmm. bond is another ten thousand dollars. Right. That's all yeah. my trap money. I got to go back now. Nah, I got to go in the street now. Nah. Mm-hmm. Then I caught another charge where they kicked my doing. Trying to make the lawyer money. Going to get more money. So they got 10 pounds of weed, $10,000, yeah. a, a thousand X pills, two pistols. Now I'm like, shit. Like, what I'm going to do you now? You that word. Right? So, <laughs> I had enough money to pay my lawyer, which is now like a big brother to me. Uh-huh. And so, I once I did that, I was like, all right, we, we can't really go back that mm-hmm. route. So, then I was like, all right, what are we going to do now? I'm about to start robbing. So, I started jacking dope boys. That was, that was the next. Not jack boys. Yeah, that was the next level. Like, because I don't want to be on a block no more. Right. So, now I'm like, all right, well, if I do this, then all they can do is handled it in the street. You're not going to call the police on Right, me. right. Right, so we start doing that, me and my homies, and then I almost got, I got in a situation where I almost got killed. Mm. I was about to say, were you scared? Nah, that come with the game. So in the streets, you understand two you things. You know. Nah, in the streets, nah, I get it. Were you scared? Nah. I, I would have called the police for it. I'd been like, hello. Nah. Uh, so one thing about the streets <laughs> is you understand two dynamics. Mm-hmm. One, you, you go to jail, and that is a possibility. And if you can live with that, then you're all right. You're good mm-hmm. with it. But this comes with the lack of information because mm-hmm. we think that's the only thing we got the leverage. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? All I, I don't got the tools to do this, that, and that. I don't want to go work a job. So it's like, all right, this is all I got the leverage? Cool. You always have an exit strategy, but you don't really know when you're going to get there or not. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So I almost got killed. And I was I remember just being on that, that lick with my home and we, we left out with some bread. And I was like, here, bro, I'm good. He's like, what you mean? He's like, man, you know that come with the game, bro. I'm like, man, I done beat two. I done got found out guilty on one of my charges. Another one got overturned. So I was like, bro, like, I keep beat. I done beat these two charges. I did 10 years. This happened. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fall into the same thing. Like, I ain't ready to die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I started working as an iron worker. So I was making like twenty five dollars an hour. That was real cool. I built the Falcon Stadium too. Matter of fact, the new stadium. Yeah, so I did that. So I was making like twenty five hundred dollars a week. Mm -hmm. That's equivalent to hustle money. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Like some hustlers after they re-up and stuff, if, mm-hmm. if you can cash out on $2,500 a week, you're you doing pretty week, good. Yeah. You had a pretty good week, right? So I'm like, oh, this this hustle money. Right. This is we rocking with. You know what I'm saying? So so you didn't start making that transition until you got your regular job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but what I was doing was because I knew it when I was in prison, I used to be telling my homies about it, though. Like, mm. yo, we can take this money. I had started investing, but I wasn't, like, serious about it. Right. I was like, bro, let's take this money and put it in here. Like, you like to wear Gucci. You like to wear Louis Vuitton. Like, we like to wear Dickies. All this on the stock market. Let's put our money in there. niggas love some Dickies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Y'all love them Dickies, That's too. a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> like, yo, we wear this every day, all day. Right. Man, we can just buy it on the stock market. Like, we all got iPhones and stuff. Let's just buy it on the stock market. So, my homies used to be like, Man, you tripping. I'm not doing that, man. I'm like, yo, I'm telling you. But when my dude got kicked in, they seized all my accounts, but they didn't mess with my stocks. And when I showed my homies that, they was like, oh, bet. That's what we doing. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, oh, they don't play us to be that smart. Right. Damn. And like, that was the they light bulb. They didn't even bulb. think to like. That was the light bulb for me. And then when they kicked my dude in, i never forget this. I'm sitting in the handcuffs and I had the stock market on. And the police literally told me, you got to be a stupid MF to be doing this and looking at the stock market. Like, that shit sent chills down my body. Because that was right. Because he was dead ass right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was dead ass right. And so that... Because you know, you're really smarter than you think. You, you, you are. But you you become a victim to your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, cool. So when I started working, like 2015... I started like, all right, I'm going to just go all in on this. So I started really using my job mm-hmm. and investing like 70% of my money. Living 70? Yeah, living Well, see, 30. 70% of my old checks was like $30. <laughs> so, <Damn>. I, I mean, <laughs> he, told Tom, me, he over there, he like, Tom for real? Was, <laughs> he was really living like, when I tell you times was hard. But I get it. But, okay, so what was like your first investment? So my first investment was in Ford. Forward, okay. Yeah, because just, and it was, so this is one of the things. Was it because that, you felt like it was safe because you knew it probably would never plummet? Well, it wound up being a bad investment for oh, me really? at the time. Yep. But See, here's I don't the thing. got time for that. Nah, I'm scared. Listen, listen, check it out. So you don't have, the first investment don't have to be the best investment. Okay. It creates the habit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? We don't have the investment habit. The only way you're going to, listen, the only way you're going to build wealth is doing one or two things. And mm-hmm. building a business or investing in one. Right. That's how you build wealth. Mm-hmm. You can't work a nine to five and get wealthy. You can't Ooh. save your money in a, sure in a bank and be wealthy. you just making the person who own the company right. more rich. Okay, so how much money, look, I'm getting into, I'm getting into your teeth. How much it. money did you put into Ford? So, again, it was probably about $8,000. I ain't doing it. it and you said it was a bad investment. It laid, it laid, it, I didn't lose money on okay. it. But as I got better, I learned I could have made better investments. Okay. That's what I mean. So, and in New Orleans, so like F-150s and Mustangs, you see them all the time. Right. So I'm like, yo, I'm about to just invest in Ford. Mm. That's before I got where I'm at now, understanding how to break down a business, mm. right? So I was just investing in the stuff we knew, like LVMH. Right. buy that. They own Dickey. I mean, they own... Um, Fendi, Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing the Don gonna have on some Louis Vuitton. You so feel I me? feel that. So we bought that. <laughs> so we invested in that. Like in New Orleans, we wear Dickies. That's mm-hmm. LVMH. They own Dickie and Timberlands. I right. wear this every day. Right. Not Nike. the Dickies and the Timberlands. Every day. So <laughs> I started off doing that and it was cool. Um, and then as I started learning more, I started understanding like how to make the right investments. Right. Okay. You know, how to understand what's a good company, what's a bad company. That come with time. 
but you got to create the habit. Like where you are now is a product of the habits from two, three years ago. Right. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, XP. And it's your girl, Dre and Nicole. And we are here to tell y'all about Vroom.com. It is that season. Upgrade your car. So whether you're looking to sell a car, buy a car, trade in, Vroom.com is a one-stop shop. And one great thing about it is it's so much easier than going to a dealership. You can literally buy a car from home, a park, or even as you're listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And the best thing is they have in-house financing. So whether you want to use their financing, Financing, or you want to use your own bank to get you the right rate. You can also pay with cash or finance with your own bank. Complete this step and a room car specialist will be in touch shortly to discuss further details. They have whatever you need. So make sure you visit room.com and get your way to get a new car. And you can get a price instantly. It's mm-hmm. so easy. Love it. The girls told you first. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to room.com and check out thousands of great cars. You know what I'm saying? So when did you... So some, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so some somebody that's probably just kind of starting mm-hmm. off and wants to Most start guess. investing their money into yeah. stocks, where do you think that they should start? So the first thing they should do is like, so there's this thing called index funds or you can invest in like ETFs mm-hmm. and I can explain both of those. So don't look like that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, I got you. I got I got $5,000 for you. I ain't got eight. We're going to make this work. I got five bands for you. We're going to make this work. All right. So an ETF is like, let's say you go to the grocery store and let's say you go on a cereal aisle, Mm -hmm. right? There's all kind of cereal brands, Mm -hmm. all kind of different name brands. But also on that aisle, you may find like popcorn or something, Mm -hmm. right? So on a cereal aisle, you'll see a bunch of different brands. That's an ETF. So an ETF is a basket of stocks that are all similar. Okay. Right? So you may go on a, you may get a, let's say you get a a technology ETF. So in that ETF, you might get Apple, Microsoft, Facebook. You'll get all the technology companies. I said Apple in my head, so I'm I'm on the way. I know what you're talking about. And so that's a safe bet for somebody who just started because instead of you investing in one company, you may be investing in 50 companies that's Mm. in one basket. So that's a safer bet. Right, that's a safer that place for you. That's me right there. Right, that's what a lot. I tell a lot of people to start off doing that because what happens is here's a play. If you invest in the ETF, now you can look at the companies inside of the ETF and say, "Oh, I want, I want to invest in this one too." Mm-hmm. So now you can get. I call it. So you getting the tea? I play it like you get paid to learn. Right. That's how I look at it. Like, like if I invest in the ETF, my money's safe. But I also can look at the companies inside of that and learn them, and mm-hmm. then pick one or two of those and invest in them. Now we talking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that actually makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. though. Okay, really okay. It. So that's a good way to start. And then index funds are a great way to start, mm-hmm. too, because with the, in- so the, the market is broken down into indexes. So you have the S&P 500, you have the NASDAQ. You have okay, the so that's Jones. when the little stuff be scrolling across yeah, yeah, the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. now. Yeah, let's talk. Okay, let's talk. The bottom. Yeah. Okay, because I never knew it. I'm like, I yeah. learned this in school. Yeah, <laughs> and they ain't going to teach you that. Let me go to Real Housewives. You did. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. so... That's the stuff that be scrolling, the index. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the indexes and those are ticker symbols. Okay. So a ticker symbol is like a company nickname. Mm. So you Lex, you Dread. Mm-hmm. Your ticker symbol may be L-E-X. Andy's. Your ticker symbol may be D-R-E-A. Mm-hmm. Right? So if if your stock doing good today, you're going to see the green arrow going up. Mm-hmm. And if it's bad. You're going to see the red arrow going down. Now on side of that, I on, did know that. You did? So on side of the Lex, you'll see two different things. You'll see a number and a percent. Mm-hmm. The number is 
how much the stock went up. Mm-hmm. The percent is what is the percentage that it went up. Mm, okay. So it'll be like you went up one dollar, but the one dollar may equal 0.5 percent. Got you. So now we understand what you did today, how you did good or bad. Okay. Right. And let me ask you this. So should we be using these apps like the Robin Hood? Yeah. And you know, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. lot of it's a I, lot of different Because you know what I did? I took a little little money and I did the little Robin Hood thing and I was like, oh hell no, let me pull my money out. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think I ain't gonna I lie. lost four dollars. I ain't gonna lie, I did that was that too. I had lost like thirty dollars. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Let me take my money up out of here. I see negative six. I said, Oh, baby, I'm out. Mm-mm. <laughs> the game, so, you know, the game, game goes. <laughs> I'm the game goes, pull me out. So what we got to understand is the market goes up and down. Uh-huh. Okay. You only lose when you sell. So how you was down $30? I was scared. You sold. Yeah, no, that was me so that was you down, down 30. 30 you I was down So oh. you, you lost that. Damn. But what happens is the market goes up more than it goes down. So if you go down $30 today, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. you really didn't lose no money. You only lost equity, which is ownership. Mm. So when you buy a stock, you actually get ownership in that business. That's why. So the only way to build wealth is through ownership. Mm-hmm. It's the only way you're going to build wealth. Right. So when yep. you buy stocks, you get a little piece of ownership in every company that you own. The more stocks you own in that company, the more ownership you have. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you invest in a company, it's up. It go down four dollars. You didn't lose four. I, I was out. The equity only decreased. But in a week, it can be up 10. Because mm-hmm. it does. But see, I'm just. Let me but when you, you take time. your money out, you'll never. Let me right. tell you. I'm you not, got I time. think I'm not patient. I'm Let not Let me tell patient. you why you got time. Let me tell you why you got time. This is going to help you so much. So when you put your money in a bank, what happens to it? My I, And I said this to somebody. My money is just, just sitting there. there. You actually yeah. losing. Really? You losing. Now, money. I saw this on your page. I did my research. Do you, re- you losing. So here's what happens. That's why you got to be in the stock market. I know. So, I'm trying to think because you the told value me of, The value of a dollar. You were basically right. saying like the value of a dollar. So, what happens is you put your money in a bank and the more they print money, mm-hmm. the more your money lose value. Right. And they doing this right? shit every day. And so, that's why inflation comes in there. Mm-hmm. So, the more they print, this is why 10 years ago, this bottle of water probably costed us 50 cents. Mm-hmm. Now, it's $2. The reason it's $2 is because they printed that much more money. So now instead of taking 50 cents, it takes $2 to buy this water. Mm -hmm. So the more money they print, the more your money loses value. So as long as it's sitting still, I say this, a dollar that's not moving is a dollar that's losing. Right? So the longer it's sitting there, the bank making money with it. I need to move my dollars, bitch. You got to move them. (laughs) So this is why we put them in the stock market. Okay. Right? And so now we can... Do you see America going out of business one day? No. Well... That's never gonna happen. But I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time I go to the grocery store, shit be empty. But but what are we Amer- doing? But it's America. Yeah, like, he's talking America. about the country. It's, it's okay, America. okay. Never. It's no, never going out of no. business. So that's what the stock market represents. So okay. look at the stock market as the business of America, and we get the opportunity to invest in the businesses that we like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we can just put our money. Like, what kind of phone you got? Uh-huh. iPhone. How many times? You, Everybody how many got an iPhone. Bought? How, you said what? How many of them you done had? Well, how many I bought in my BDB? It don't matter. I, I, I done had like 10. A lot, right? a lot, So what have you lot, had since what year you been getting iPhones? Since 2000. like 2011. So what have you had been investing in Apple since 2011? Right. Yep. And think about it. So right now the stock probably like $130. Them BDBs, come on, partner. Come on, partner. 
you know one thing that I wish <laughs> I like that come on pot. something yeah. that I wish that I would have invested in a long time ago and I didn't take the opportunity in 2015 2016 I, I think was Bitcoin mm-hmm. Um, I actually was really really cool with this guy named Brandon and shout was. out to Brandon I remember this. And he was like telling me, he was like, yeah, he was like, you need to invest your money into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time it was like $200 mm-hmm. or something like that. But I don't know why I just used to be so skeptical like about certain things. Like I used to be, because at the time too, it was like, like, now you think about it, it's like, what's $200? No, but remember that, remember that Ponzi scheme or pyramid mm-hmm. scheme Ponzi that was really pop, that was really popular. Um, I wish you were here. Yeah, you should be here. So it was around. It was around that time when everybody was like doing right, that type right. of shit. So when he was talking to me about the Bitcoin shit, I just was kind of like, mm, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep it one hundred. At that time, two hundred dollars was a lot of money to it like did. invest into some shit mm-hmm. to me. Right, right. Well, and so I just was kind of like, mm, I'm cool on it. He was like telling me. He was like, No, nah, I'm telling you, like in three, four years, this shit gonna be mm-hmm. big. Like if you invest two hundred dollars, you could buy like three four shares right now mm-hmm. mm. he was like and i promise you you gonna make your money back and i was mm-hmm. just like mm, i don't know about it and then literally i think exactly. 2019 2020 the shit went crazy and i just was like and he still like and he still he be on instagram right now still posting about it and he got so much money you know mm-hmm. and mm. i just be like that's crazy and we ran into him remember we ran into him he was like i told you he was like i told you Ain't nothing like when that thing turned right. And so that's something that I definitely wish that I would have invested my money in. I wish I would have been more serious about investing Mm -hmm. at that time. Well, let me say this also, because let me ask you this, because like you said, um, it was like the We Should Be Here movement. So now I feel like, well, it's the Forex movement now. And that's why a lot of people aren't taking investing serious Mm -hmm. because they're like, my mama don't work no more. Your mama still work? Can't relate. I got Forex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's like, Forex, Forex. Mm-hmm. People will literally slide in your DMs and be like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. What mascara do you wear? You'd be like, oh, Maybelline. So you I can invest in Maybelline. Thing? Yeah, like, let me tell you about, let me tell you about how I invested in Maybelline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of people, like, when I see a Forex or investing, I just be like, oh, it's a joke. I really do. So Forex is a real thing. Okay. So you are investing in I don't do it, but I know people that do it mm. and they make good money from it. Okay. So you are investing in currencies like the dollar uh, all over the world, right? You're investing in a different you trading a different currencies across the world. It will get a bad name because a lot of scam bots and stuff are using that to get at people. Mm-hmm. Um and so if there is a nah, I ain't messing with that, mm-hmm. right? And these scamming things are getting real clever. They yeah, are. How they sure. getting at people. So mm-hmm. all one thing I tell people is like, do your research. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, look at somebody. If like for me, so I never talk about money. As far as showing money, mm-hmm. my thing is always freedom, right? Because even if because your financial dream and goal and aspirations may not be somebody else's, mm-hmm. right? But everybody wants freedom. That's you feel facts. me. So I always push freedom to people. And so I always tell people, just before you buy anything from me, just look at my page, watch it, study it, see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So if somebody come to you and be like, hey, let me teach you how to do this. And you go to their page and you know, they got 15 followers. They got a bunch of posts with nothing on it. I'm not going to lie. 
lie. The proof is in the pudding. Because I went to his page. I said, oh, okay. He know a little something. <laughs> I mean, he definitely know let me, apo- let me say this. Let me apologize in advance. Because the mm. girls is about to be in your DMs. Like, you was giving BDB energy on for Ryan. <laughs> they definitely about to be in your DMs. That's Ryan. Ryan already knows. they be in Ryan DMs too. <laughs> so, the, let me Anybody about- we talk about, they probably be in Tahir DMs Let too. me tell y'all something. Y'all better not embarrass me. <laughs> Ladies, do not embarrass me. If you slide in his DMs, do not say you part of the poor crew. Yeah, just slide. So how do you feel about cryptocurrencies? Because, you know, I've mm. read a few things that said that in the future, it's going to be way more valuable than actual paper money. Like, I like it. So you got to think, um, again, the dollar don't have no. So people always get mad when I say this. So the dollar doesn't really have any value. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a means of exchange. Right. And so what I mean is, so let's say this bottle of water. Right, right now, would you give me a thousand dollars for it? Hell no. All right, cool. I like that. Would you give me a thousand dollars for it? I mean, you give might me look, okay. right now. No. <laughs> she was about to lie. Yes. <laughs> let me give you. Let me give you a little background real quick. So she's a liar. Okay. She lies all the time. Okay. Everybody know it in the okay. room. Everybody know it. They watch the okay. show. She be lying. I'm like, this is what you give. Me. All right. So let's change the situation. Mm-hmm. Let's say we in a desert, and Ooh. all you got is a thousand dollars. And I show up like, yo, would you I'm going to go cut a cactus. <laughs> See? <laughs> and she is extreme. Let me give you a little so background. Gonna... <laughs> Let me give you a little background. So you're not going to give me the thousand for the water? No, I'm going to go get it from All the right. cactus. So ever speaking, a thousand dollars? That's your last thousand. And this a thousand dollars. And it's the only water. <laughs> so you're going to risk going to the cactus, finding the cactus when I got the water right here. I just feel like if I got a thousand dollars, I should be able to figure out a way to get out of the visit. How? You've been in there for a week. Why? In 2022? Why? Don't go in depth like that. that. Let me give you a little background. (laughs) She is never going to conform to your hypothetical situation. I'm not. It's cool. I'm always thinking. It's supposed to. So the thing is just simply saying that the dollar is only as valuable as what you're willing to exchange it Mm -hmm. for. Okay. Right? And so the more they print money, so the big thing is right now is because every inflation is up 7%. So inflation means they printed that much money to where everything has up 7% in price, Ooh. right? Damn. Everything is up 7%. It is. The normal rate is 2.5, mm. right? So everything usually goes like up that. about 2.5%. Well, they've printed that much money. So 40% of the money that is in existence right now was printed within the last two years. Goddamn. So the, let me ask you this, and I don't mean hold to hold be on. ignorant. Let me answer that. I believe in crypto. Okay, and you I only okay. re- and I really I started looking at crypto a little different because it's going to sound so childish, but I was watching Queen of the South. Mm-hmm. I was like binge watching it. And that's literally how she built her drug in- mm-hmm. empire was on Queen crypt- of the South from, was from cryptocurrency. Crypto, okay. And I thought that was so interesting mm-hmm. because I feel like that's why she became successful because she took an approach that most people, people don't really take. And mm-hmm. That's also why she didn't get caught for a really mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. too, no. because she was moving a little different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I believe in cryptocurrency and fintech. Well, fintech is financial oh, technology. See, I don't even know. What oh, like, Lord. I not you using that. You're saying not talking about shit. I don't even know about it. So, fintech is financial technology. Let me tell you how you know about it. You just asked me about Robinhood, right? That's fintech. Okay. We just ain't got the words. I'm about to go on my next date and be like, do you know about fintech? That's a fact. That's Queen, we gonna get them be the <laughs> yeah. We about to get uh, that. They gonna be in trees. So you know what PayPal is? You know what Square is? Yeah, that's all fintech. That's financial technology. 
That's a fact. I like it's it. Fintech. I like what you just did there. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. So that's fintech. And so what happens is the way that we use in money now is changing. Right. Right. Think about um, so they have this thing now called Afterpay, which is kind of yeah. like Lil Wee. Clarina, right? all this stuff. So that's that's financial. I'm a, I'm that's a fi- member. I like that. I like that. That's fintech. Oh, I'm a member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a member. Yeah. I love the night later. Yeah. So I'm a buy now, pay later. later. I'm a pay later. That's fintech. Okay. So the way we use the money is changing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so for me, I believe in cryptocurrency because I feel like it is the wave, but it's the future. Mm. But so many people's wealth is attached to the U.S. dollar. Right. Before they just unleash that, they got to find a way to attach to that. They're not going to lose their wealth just because y'all feel like y'all want decentralized um, cash and even off the wealth gap. Nah, Mm -hmm. we've been wealthy for generations after generations. We got to find a way to attach our money to that before we just let it go. Right. Right. So I believe in crypto. I think it's, I think in about five to 10 years. It's going to be amazing. So we should invest in crypto right now. You should can. be. Every week, I put like $2,000 or something. I know that's really? right. $2,000? Every, like every week? A week? Sometimes I you put got five. You got money? Damn, okay. We, we, we can't put $2,000 every week. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But I you do what you can. $2 per week? You got more than $2. It ain't nothing she to a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could put about 500 That's good. Ooh, so here's the thing. I'm the biggest boss. Now that you say we do. So you take the 500 well, now, before we gotta no. move on to the next topic, we gotta move on to yeah, the next topic. So, let me before we move on topic. to next, they're printing more money though because niggas is getting more money, right? True, but no, they're printing more money because so here's why they print more money they print more money because they don't. So, when the pandemic first happened, so once you print so much money, you have to stop printing money, right? So, the dollar can stabilize, mm. right? And I don't want to sound complicated. So it's okay. I like complicated. Yeah. So just think about a balloon. You okay. blow a balloon. Could you not do that while we talk? I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta get my face together. Nah. So you think about a balloon blowing. At some point, you gotta stop because the balloon gonna do what? It's gonna pop. Bust. Pop. Yeah. So they print so much money, they gotta stop, or the they gotta let the economy correct itself, mm-hmm. which means it gotta fall. That's where recessions come from. That's where corrections come from. That happens to stabilize money. I'm listening. Nah, we good. Or oh, you We're... need that more drink. Pull mm-hmm. up, drink, she got that drink. Yeah, drink. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you know <laughs> so, nah, so I believe in um, they printing money. Also, it's, it's easier for people to get money because of technology. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like technology is the equalizer, which is why we have so many black successful people right now, which mm-hmm. is why I'm looking at two black successful women. You better <laughs> say it again. <laughs> it's because of technology. Okay. Um. So they got to print money. But also, there's going to be a time where, and we're going through it right now, where they're saying, okay, we got to stop printing money mm. because we've printed so much money, the price of everything has gotten too high. I'm telling you, mm. milk like $5. Yeah, so they got to- Milk is very expensive. They got to stop that. Oat milk. Because we, well, we don't Yeah, drink. we don't drink real milk. No, no, but no, no, even still- What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's Sugar Rose Ray and Nicole. And we are going to tell y'all about 
current. If you're tired of dealing with the hassle of traditional banks, all their extra fees, long lines, current.com is for you. And for a limited time, we are partnering with current and we're giving away a thousand dollars. Yes, that's $250 to four of our listeners. Yes. So the best thing about current is you can transfer your money seamlessly with no fees. You don't have any hassles of anything that you have to deal with, with traditional banks. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to current.com slash poor. And whenever you sign up, you're going to use the code poor. Not only will you sign up for the easy use of current, but you're also going to be entered into a contest to win $250. Right. And there's no purchase necessary to win and purchases won't increase your chances of winning. So make sure that you go to current.com, download the app and get your money. Period. No purchases necessary to win. Purchase will increase chances of winning. Void where prohibited. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit current.com slash poor for full terms and conditions. Current is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank services provided by and Visa debit card issued by Choice Financial Group. Member FDIC, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated and can be used everywhere Visa debit cards are accepted. The annual percentage yield for current interest is variable and may change at any time. The disclosed APY is effective as of December 1st, 2021. No minimum balance required. Must have one cent in savings and interest on up to $2,000 per savings pod. Please refer to current interest terms and conditions. 60 times rate calculated using FDIC average national deposit rate for savings account of 0. 0.06. Okay, let's get to the next topic yeah. because we we trying to so okay wait before we move on to the next topic let me, I'm just saying like the reason we're so interested because we talk about BDBs so much but we the BDBs now y'all mm-hmm. now we got to know what we doing with this we been talking about niggas with money we, we are the niggas, the niggas with, with money. money I like that so yeah we be trying to figure out what should we do with the money that we making I, now I literally had a conversation with somebody I was like I am sitting on my me. money it was with somebody else but. Not you be talking to other people. Mm. I thought this was like, you know, I thought we were having a moment. We were. But, anyways, but I, did, I did say that to you. All I, right, go we, ahead. So, yeah, we do want to get into the next topic, which is, you know, we want to talk about the importance of financial literacy, especially with being a black person. Yes. Which because is, I feel, well, I was going to get <laughs> today. So, I'm excited. It's all right. So, yeah, especially with being a black person, because I feel like, you know, that's not something that we were taught growing mm-hmm. up. I feel like, well, white people, they've been taught that shit. Of course. Since the beginning of the time. Of course. We do not know about financial literacy and especially when it comes to our children. So we yeah. also want to talk wanted to talk about why should you have custodial accounts for mm-hmm. your kids? Yeah. So um that's one of the things. So for me, so we have toxic relationships with money. Absolutely. Right. I agree. We have toxic relationships with money and we spend more money than every other culture or ethnic yep. group. Because we have trauma Mm. when it comes to money, Mm. right? So all of that has created financial habits, Mm -hmm. right? All of that happened. And so... (laughs) Why I thought your shirt was about to say certified BBB? I did, because it said certified. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, certified Wall Street travel. (laughs) So what happens is we have to... We have to get information. But the reason why people don't give us the information is because I say this, and this is the easiest way to do it. There's a financial predator and there's a financial prey. Right. Mm. The lion would never teach the zebra, the giraffe, the gazelle how to get away. Right. Because if the lion taught them how to get away, what does the lion eat? Right? Lion don't eat none. Is he going to eat another lion? Right. Mm -hmm. Right? And the reason why a lion can't teach them how to get away is because then they'll tell everybody how to get away. So if if I know that 
lower class and black Hispanic people spend the most money. Mm -hmm. Why would I teach them how to become financial literate? Because they the ones who making me rich. They the ones who making me rich. I just had this conversation with one of my homegirls with another one of my homegirls the other day about like, we were just talking about how like we're both making way more money now than we were. But she was like, bitch, it be so hard. She was like, I want to buy a house. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard to save the money because the more money I make, the the more more shit I want. That's the truth because I be like, Honestly, I'm not trying to be funny. It's like, if I want to invest in a stock, I go to Chanel. I'm going to go to Chanel. And here's why. And that's why we got you on the show. Because we need to be released from them shackles. And that's the trauma because the trauma (laughs) says that. We supposed to put that shit on. I got to put that shit on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm serious. And because, because you've had less than for so long. So I never long. had Chanel as a kid. Exactly. But, but I say, got it now. But that's what I'm saying. But that's why I'm going to say this is because it's pre- even what people say about us. They're like, oh, Dre and Lex not really getting it because look at what these girls exactly. got. And look, but honestly, Pressure. but we have talked about this. We're sitting on our money. But because, I probably got way more money though. But not even about that. We are sitting on our money because we are in like limbo. Yeah. We like, we want to invest, but we also want to put that shit yeah. on. So we're just not <laughs> doing nothing. So you got to find a balance. So here's the balance. So, it's just sitting there. It's just, uh, sitting, it's just there. sitting there. And so, and you, and you're becoming poor by the day. Oh no! Because I've been there before. Though. So then, so basically, what you but telling it me more is when you the, have it and lose, I'm never yeah. gonna be able to put that shit on. So you can't. So this is how I look at it. So I tell people all the time. So I, I do my shit. You know what I'm saying? But That's I see. I do, <laughs> he put that I shit on. Shit. <laughs> I do my. Call a lot of gas. He put that shit on. So I do my shit here and now, but I'm conservative. Right. Like I'll be like, all right, let me. After I made a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. now let me treat myself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because ask yourself, like, what do you see for poor minds? Mm. What do you see for Lex? What do you see for Dre? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what do you, when you have kids, mm-hmm. like, what do you see them doing? Are you going to, here's the bad habit. Now I'm about to teach them to put that shit on. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So right. when you get money, put that shit on. Right. Right. And so now we now passing down the toxic traits with money and we raise materialistic kids. Mm-hmm. This is why Bernard Ernard, which was the man who created Louis Vuitton Moet and Hennessy, he was the Why he you know the, his name? He, Did he you know the, that? He was the I mean, man. I recognize it. That's why I went like this. He was the richest man in the I world. I thought I knew that, that nigga she ain't from know. back in the gap. <laughs> the <laughs> Don likes to put that the shit, shit on. on. And that's a damn shame you didn't know his name. <gasps> Most people don't. But well, he was the what, richest what, man what in the world. What Bernard did? I, I used to call him Lil B when we was... You did? Yeah. So, so he's the man who owned Louis Vuitton and Wet Hennessy. Okay. OVMH. Right. He was the richest man in the world last year. Mm. Wow. Yes, he was. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Every time, and I'm not being funny, every time I would go to the mall and I would go to Louis, it was a line. line. It's a line. A line. Oh, but, yeah. But here's the thing. He owned Louis Vuitton. He owned Fendi. Dior. All mm. of that falls under that brand. Right. Balenciaga. All of that falls under that brand. Mm. All of it. Uh, what's that? Clico? Mm-hmm. All of that falls under his brand. That's crazy. Right? So he was the richest man in the world last year. Dang. So, but again, financial literacy is important because we got to learn how to adapt new relationships with money. We got to start understanding that um, not only is money important, but leverage. I say money is not a goal. It's a tool. Mm. Right? I don't care about, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I don't care about how much money I have. I want to know that I can use this money to take me to the next level. Right. Right. That's what the money for. The money is for to give me access to rooms so I can meet people that can take me to another level. Right. That's that, what the money for. Right. 
And so it's important for us to understand financial literacy because we got to understand that we can make more money from thinking than working. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so once we understand that concept, instead of not being scared of investing, mm-hmm. understanding that investment is what takes me there. I mean, Meek said that scared money don't make no it money. It don't make none. So yeah, what exactly is a custodial account? All right. So let's get into that. So I created this thing called family SOPs. And what that is, is standard operating procedures for every family mm. that you should have in place. Okay. Because wealthy people have them in place. Mm. Right. And they play the game by a different set of rules. So a custodial account is an account that you control for your kids up until they're 18, but you're investing for them. Okay. Because usually when we open accounts for our kids, it's like in the light. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's your name. Now nah, your yeah. credit shot. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's so many people. And I think that's so crazy. I mean, I'm very thankful I didn't, I wasn't in a situation like that. But right. there's so many black people yeah. that I run into. They be like, yeah, my credit is shot. fucked up because my mom used to put shit in my name mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so like, it's insane. Unfortunate. It's and it's very so crazy. Crazy. Why? Why? But I guess, like you said, black people, like we have a toxic relationship and with, with money. money. We mostly in survival mode. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like if my shit fucked up and I'm gonna I put can it in use my, your shit. You go, I'm about to do that. I'm about to put it in your name. Leroy Jr. <laughs> graduating with a three credit school. <laughs> <laughs> so the custodial accounts allow me. So my daughter right now, she's six. So mm-hmm. she has six figures invested already. Damn, she's The goal for me. Me too. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so the goal for me is to make her a millionaire by the time she's like 15. Mm-hmm. But, and that don't mean me working. It means, okay, when I get money, every time I get, boom, let me put some money up for her in right. this custodial account so America can make her wealthy. Mm. Right? I'm just using the money to put in the machine. Right. I'm going to put the money in the machine and the machine going to print the money for her. Right. Right. So a custodial account basically makes money. Yeah. So what it is, it's a regular account. Like a regular brokerage account that mm-hmm. you would have, mm-hmm. but you open one for your child. Right. Okay. And now you can invest for your child up until she's 18 or 21, depending on what state you're in. Mm, so I like now, it. So most people are use the 529. So a 529 is an account where you can start a college account for your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, I don't like those because it's limited to education. Right. With the custodial account, she can do whatever she won't do with it. But that also allows me to teach her. This is a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. Now I get to teach her about investing as we go. So I just bought her 10 shares of Google. Oh, that's right. I was like, what you want to get for your birthday? She was like, she did not. She said Google. She bought 100 shares of Roblox. I know that's why she wanted 100 shares of Roblox. Oh, really? I would have said it, Shanette. It's on my page. I was like, what "What you want for your birthday? She was like, let's get some stocks, dad. I said, what you want? She said, I want Roblox. I was like, how much you want? She said, 16. I said, okay. She said, no, no, no. I want 100. I said, all right, cool. Let's get you 100. Ask for it. You know what I'm saying? So we got, so those are the family SOPs where we put in place where we teach our kids about investing. We teach them about those things. So she may learn the ABCs in school, but when she come home, her ABCs is, what is A? Asset. What is B? Bank. What is C? Credit. Damn. What is, you know I was saying? saying apples, bananas, and coconuts. What is D? Debt. Let me ask you something. What is Z? Good. So we, we ain't got there yet. Okay. We still working on it. I got to be <laughs> creative. Zebra. You know, I got <laughs> to be creative. But that's what I teach her. Right. So now what happens is she's not scared of money when she gets older. Mm-hmm. She's not scared of losing it. if it, She not. Because she, she know it's going to come back. And, and that's the habit. The reason we why need I to be not that, scared of losing it You need to be not anymore. scared of it. You gotta, you gotta take the emotion out. Because let me tell you something. I'm 
so scared of being broke. Me again. too. Because you've come so far. Because I've come so far, it's like it be feeling good to look at my bank account. It be feeling you good. Watch this shit every to day? Get, yeah. I look at my shit every day. I do too. <laughs> and so it'd be so funny to me now. Okay, so I seen a meme on Instagram the other day and it was like, I don't even be wanting to look at my bank account after a crazy weekend because mm-hmm. I know I got like $2. I don't care. But now, and, I, and it's funny to me because I remember them times where it's like yeah. you would just be out having a good time and you'd be like, fuck. I used to pray I don't even want to like look. That. I don't yeah. even want to look at the damage. You know what I mean? But now it's like I literally can do what whatever I want. I want. Really? And it feels Honestly. good to get deposits every Every month, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Multiple deposits every month and making a certain amount of money. Um, but I just remember a time when I didn't have it, so I never want to be in that that's place good. again. So mm-hmm. it creates, and a so fear. I think sometimes, like you said, that's why a lot of people just let their money sit. Like even when I talk to my mom, my mom is um she's in her sixties right mm-hmm. now. That's even so. when I talk to my mom, she's just like, "You need to save your money." You need to save your money, but it's like, actually, no, well, no, I don't need to save my money. I need to be investing in into money. something to make me more money. Facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? But older black people, our grandparents, our parents, they, all they, they don't know, have that mindset. Save your money for a rainy day. That's, that's what they, they always tell right. us. Remember who, you got to remember who gave us the blueprint. Mm-hmm. The people who gave us the blueprint is the people who designed the program. Right. The people who designed the program don't never want us to be we weren't even at. supposed to be educated on this type That's of why stuff. I remember, at one point, it was it wasn't cool for us to learn how to read. Right. So I have a question. Do you feel like um, <sighs> I don't know, like answer, girl, come on, say it. Goddamn. Do you feel like us as black people becoming wealthy? Do you think it starts with us supporting each other? Because mm-hmm. how you were just talking about the Bernard guy that mm-hmm. you know owns Louis mm-hmm. and Fendi and all of these things, and mm-hmm. us as black people, minor all minorities, mm-hmm. you know, Latinos included, we love to buy these things. Mm-hmm. We love to put that shit on. But when it comes to a, a black person who is creating, trying to create a luxury brand or trying mm-hmm. to do these things, we be like, mm, I ain't buying that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't about it we continue to give our money to these other races and these other people who mm-hmm. have created these successful brands right. um but then we don't support our own mm-hmm. do you think that that is a problem and that's something that we should work on too because i'm not gonna lie i'll be seeing hello girls with certain bags um i don't want to say the name i know I feel like that's gonna sound bad mm-hmm. i know but i don't be wanting to buy one mm-hmm. right but there's also but, people like... I mean, like, they cute, but I just be feeling like I don't... I mean, it's, it's I a rather line. Louis, right. and I think yeah. maybe that's right. the problem. So, I feel like so when you look at those luxury brands, um, you understand the tradition of the brand. Right. Right. You, you, you've you been acclimated to it for so long. And I don't think you... I don't think you should shop. I'm not the person to tell you don't buy. Right. I'm the person to say, if I can buy... A seventy thousand dollar Rolex. I can also buy a watch from my homie who got seventeen. His name is Chris Johnson. You need to stop. <laughs> he no. got, oh, I heard about him before. So I can buy one of his watches too. Period. Because he got. I, I, yeah, you Chris know? go crazy. So mm-hmm. you know, like I feel like there can be a balance in doing that. Right. Like you know, like you said, you don't really want to buy one, but if you can go drop five. 10 grand yeah. on that. If her bag a thousand dollars, man, boom, it is what it is. You ain't got to wear it every day, but you know, but you I can, but my part. guess what? But this, I supported it. I but not only part. that, but and guess what? We're tastemakers. So right. if Drea got that shit on, and, and it's about, about your influence. It's yeah. about your influence. So we do have to use our influence for the greater good. Because you got to think about it. No brand 
just to be honest with you, no brand can do nothing without us. Period. And that's a fact. No brand. So this is what they do. Even when you think about people saying, when people wear Fendi, like when I wear stuff, I wear it's discreet. But a lot of times when we wear certain things, it's the logo all over it. Let me find out you got on him Amiri's. Come on, now. He got on something. (laughs) So what happens is they use us as... Call me Mr. Put It On. (laughs) (laughs) They use us as the billboard. Right, exactly. Right? So if you you go see it, you see the LV all over. You're like, damn, I want that. Mm -hmm. We see the entertainers. You, you, they got it on. Right. They're using our most influential people as the billboards and subconsciously they set the tone for what we want to do. Exactly. So if our if our people started, and I'm not telling nobody what to do, but if you started wearing those black brands, you know what we gonna do? I'm gonna right. wear that too. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? So we are the culture. We represent that. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to discuss that. Cause I do feel like I'm not gonna lie, I be feeling bad mm-hmm. about that. Because it's like I literally will go spend my money at Louis. I will go spend like you know, I just bought a Givenchy bag recently. Mm-hmm. And it's like Givenchy. I just bought and, and I bought and I bought some shark boots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I'll spend all of this money at Givenchy, but then when it comes to a black brand, I'll like, be ah, like, mm, ah, yeah, so I do it I'll and I'm buy. just being honest yeah, you know I'll what I mean buy. I'm just re- trying to be transparent with y'all no, I know this girl. probably gonna sound bad but it's like Mm-mm. yeah sometimes I be feel like I should buy this right. because I'm supporting a black person but it's like bitch that I, I'm not putting that shit on right. no, if I buy these but right. I think we have to think about the <laughs> and bigger that's picture because it's like I need to put you in a position to where now when I buy this I am putting this shit on yeah. it right. is on a level with you and Fendi we make it right. make but it I think that we also need to like he was saying like we need to look at things in the longer run that's what comes with our money as well like mm-hmm. just because we put X amount of money in a stock now we may not see the return right now but we'll see that later on that's so what? if you put that black designer on you may not see a return now but mm-hmm. guess what 10 years later from now because you, you put that shit on and you influence people you it. making X amount of money because they decided you know what let me make her my brand ambassador you know what I'm saying so that's we do we have to start looking at we got the power yeah. Yeah. nothing in this world moves without us just, Amen. you know what I'm saying alright so now we gonna get into the, the bed Oh, Debbie. Bow. Debbie. Bow. Debbie. Bow. Debbie. Debbie. Bow. Debbie. 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 Debbie.
No, I don't. I don't. Because I'm being honest. That's the point that I'm making. I wasn't fucking nobody. Right. Because I was literally trying to figure out, okay, what I'm about to do? How I'm about to get this money? Right. And if a nigga is texting me and he want to link up and he want to hang out, okay, are you about to give me some money so that I can pay this and pay that and mm-hmm. get out of this situation? Mm-hmm. If you not, we don't have nothing to discuss. Right. And I'm damn sure not trying to go fuck on you. Mm-hmm. When I'm literally trying, trying to figure out how I'm about to pay my bills. And, and I think that's what you're trying to say. When you're stressed. No, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. When you're str- <laughs> Honestly, whenever you're stressed and you're worried about Thanks. things, I have my mind on like, yeah. Yes. Okay, I like, be stressed. Yeah, like I can't release myself or right. have fun on a day. I'm not yeah. thinking about no deal. My money ain't right. No. So I think it should. Um, I think. So I had this conversation with a friend of mine, and I said that. So as a successful man, it's hard for me to like my mind don't really be on like chasing pussy. Right. My mind don't be on that shit. My mind. Honestly, so you single? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, my mind girls. be on like how do I how do I build this <laughs> empire? Like my mind be on like yo how do I build this empire? Like this thing I see it running, mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm not gonna I'm not gonna date somebody that's not on this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm and I'm so I'm such a helper because I help people every day. If I see you grind, I'm like yo what I could do to help your business? What can mm-hmm. I do to help you so you can? Because I want everybody to make a million dollars. I know that's right. I want everybody hey, to see friend. how that shit feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? That shit gonna change your life. Right. Right? It's gonna change your perspective because once you make a million, you're gonna be like, yo, I can make 10. Bro. And you know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna take the same energy. Mm-hmm. You, why? I feel like we have the same brain. <laughs> I tell Lex this all the time because what was we talking about one time on the phone? You was like, oh, I think once I get to a certain amount of money, I'm gonna feel like I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I be like, I'm never gonna feel like I'm good because like I feel like if I can make I feel like once I make a million, then I'm going to feel like I can make 10. Can make 10. Then once I make 10, make I'm going to feel like I can make 50. Yeah. Then I'm going to feel like I can make 100. Then I'm going to feel like I can make 500. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just never going to be enough for me. Mm-hmm. Because you start to realize that it becomes a game at that point. Yeah. Right? It, it's switching from yep. it's switching from survival mode. Right. Right. Yep. Like, once you can... I, my biggest thing about teaching people financial this and investing is getting you out of survival mm-hmm. mode. And honestly, that's where I still... I still feel like I'm in survival you mode. You are. I definitely mm-hmm. am. Like, I'm not out of survival mode yet. Yeah. Because I'm so used to this way of life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not to that other side yet. Mm-hmm. But that's because you're not really a risk taker. Mm-hmm. I feel like... But I don't, I don't really know how to tell somebody who's not, like naturally a risk taker mm. how to be a risk taker yeah. I feel right. like you but need to com- be more because it comes with knowing like structure yeah. like teaching me exactly because even though you're not as structured you just be like let's just do it and I'm like well what's the end goal you be like I don't know no. but See, I, let's do it that's, right that's but that's what I'm operate. saying yeah and I don't operate like that I got people like on that. my team that be like Mm, right like, and Lex is like that with me that's like me. I'm like I need to and know ABC. you need structure I need structure you need structure and yeah. everybody different in in their way so I call that having an investor's identity mm-hmm. like you gotta identify who you are as an investor right like I'm I'm the risk taker so you gonna be like hey let's make it work let's yo, do we it. gonna make that shit work and I, I tell Lex all the time if I lose it I know I'm gonna get it back I'm confident I'm, I'm, now I'm, now I'm gonna get I it am that way like I feel like I'm not gonna just give my money to anything but if I like if you if I want to invest in something, somebody gives me a plan A B C D E F, and I'm like, okay, I trust in it, and I give my money, and we end up losing it. I'll be like, you know what? 
I can take that hell because I know I'm gonna make it back. Right. But I'm not investing on somebody like, man, I got it. I'm passionate. Let's do it. Now passion ain't gonna get me that. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I, I am the person like if I see the vision, I'm gone. Right. I, I'm a but I'm a big picture thinker. Right. Like I see, I don't think I always think big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, just to talk about that is yeah, back to these yeah, broke people. I, I need. Right. I, I, I feel like you should have. <laughs> I think if you aren't financially where you want to be at, that should be what you're working on. Right. But I still think you should be able to get you some pussy. You know what I'm Why you feel that way? Well, because just well, I feel like why this. should I give a broke nigga some pussy? Well, so let's think about this. So here's a prime example. Check this out. I, I was watching the Super Bowl. The mm-hmm. dude Cooper Cup. He's the in. He's the MVP. But look what his girl did. She's the reason how he got to the NFL. Why she she okay? Give me she a little paid, backstory. She paid for him to go to school. Mm. She was paying for his Not classes. BPB. She took on another job while he was going through school. I know that's right, Queen. But he went to the NFL, got a big contract. Now he just won a Super Bowl, but he was broke. Mm. He was broke. And now look at it. All right, let's go a little further. How old are they? So not any, I don't know how old he is. Not probably like 30. How old he is? But what I'm, but that story is like, but not only that, that story is a one in a million. Like a lot of times men want us to struggle. So now that become, now we looking at, hold me down. Now we looking at the type. So now you got to look at the type of man you dealing with. Are you dealing with a dude who keep having excuses at excuses at excuses at excuses? So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a highlight my daughter's mom right here. Okay. Right. I'm a highlight her. So, I was fighting my charge and I was going through the motions or whatever. And then, you know, I started working and stuff. And so then I said, look, I said, I'm about to quit this job. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm about to go all in on this, yo. Mm -hmm. I said, I used to be giving her like $2,000 a week. So I said, check. That's better than. I said, check this out. I said, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to do that, but I am going to be able to pay for school. Yeah. Just hold me down until this shit pop off mm-hmm. for me. She was like, all right, cool. You ain't never let me down one time. Go get it. I believe in you. Now, she don't me for nothing. You feel what I'm saying? I know that's and this, right. This, this, but that was because of your track record. What? Like, you so probably... Yeah, so that's, that's what I was so going to say. Saying. It's because of your track record. So because she saying. knows you're reliable. She knows that you're dependable. Right. I feel like it'd be so many niggas that'd be like, hold me down. So that's why I'm... And that's why, why I'm in the studio making boo-boo records. Well, not only that, we're in our 30s now. <laughs> we are I'm in our 30s now. Down. We are in our 30s. Why do I have to hold another man down in his 30s? Like, it's not like we're 25, 24 right. going through yes, college. Yes, I feel like it's also different when you're younger. Like, if I was 18 or 19 and I was with my high school boyfriend and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to be a rapper. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to go to the NFL, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, at that point in time, I believe that that might be a possibility for you because of our age and mm-hmm. you have a chance. You probably could make it if you good at football or mm-hmm. if you good at basketball or if you are really a good rapper. But at 30, and yeah, now so I be dating niggas who be older than me. So course. I'm 30. The dudes I be dating be 40. If you still rapping, bro, nah, so, hang so it up, flat screen. So now we looking at, that's why I said, let's look at him. <laughs> I hope you watch this. Let's look at <laughs> and get in your ass. <laughs> so I'm just saying, look hang at his track up. record. So what is, what, is, what, is, what is he giving you? What is he showing you about him? We have to be able to understand the person that we're dealing with. Right. Right? Like if I see, like, you trying to do what? Hmm. 
how many times, like what what does this track record look like? So it was easier, and as you're right, it was easier for my daughter. Mom, I made it say a thousand dollars a week. Um, it was easy for my That's daughter's mom. Yeah, it was easy. Good. It was easy for my daughter's mama to believe in me because I had a track record of showing up, right, and being reliable. You know what I'm saying? Consistent. So if so if 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 he's broke, what is he? Is he broke because? He keep investing well, in himself need, and it's not wait, turning wait, out right. Wait, wait, wait. Is he broke? Is he lazy? I don't right. know what broke niggas. But they do be trying to rap though. <laughs> you feel everybody trying to rap. And it be mean, like, why are you trying to rap still? <laughs> you are just all. If it hasn't worked by now, <laughs> that is a difference. Like when Jay Z was forty, he was already a millionaire. That's is true. If you forty, you still trying to be a rapper. No, you can hang You out. gotta let you it's gotta let that, that go. It's ugly out here. But the thing is, you can still be successful. I'm not trying to talk down because I I don't want to sound like I'm being like an ageist. Because at the end of the day, at 40, you could still be successful, yeah. even if you're not successful right now. But rap, pro- especially if you making money. But that's but what he was saying probably earlier. Ain't your lane. There's things to do outside of rapping Rapper, and being yeah. an athlete. So it's been like that's what I'm asking. So if he's if he's broke in the moment, mm. why is he broke? Right. Is he broke because he keep investing in himself and, you know, the business ain't going right. So right. I ain't mad at you for doing that because you you keep going all in on you. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things. That's why my daughter, because she saw when I stopped hustling, boom, I was selling. I was going to the auction, getting calls from the auction. I'm selling them. Right? Damn, you Making done sold work. everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Making that work. You know what I'm saying? So I was always trying to put it together. Feel me? Right, so right, why right. is he broke? Is he broke? Mm-hmm. Is he lazy? Like, he just ain't got no get up and go by himself. Mm-hmm. So I think all of that is why you get or don't get some pussy. Mm, okay, that makes sense. You know sense, what I'm saying? So. Like, what, what, why are you broke? So basically, you kind of going back to the first topic we talked about. So if you a hustler. There you go. If you somebody that's really out here getting it, like, yeah. no, I might not be well, rich yet. I might I'm not hustling. be where I want to be at. I can get a little piece of pussy. I can get a little piece. I'm, I'm hustling. But I'm, I'm trying. But I'm consistent. Work with me. Yeah. I'm hustling. Give me a piece. Okay, I'm that consistent. makes sense. I give me a piece. I go into the world and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? I got a little piece. Because once the piece is here. That's it. It's gone. Hey, okay. I'm ready to and go. And I never thought I would say this, but from that my, from that standpoint, I can agree with you yeah. because one thing I can't cope with. On. One thing I can't fuck. With, no. One thing what? I can't. One thing I can't fuck with <laughs> is a lazy nigga. I ain't never. Heard, I ain't never. We ain't never done this before. I ain't never seen you no, like this. But wait. But hear me out. Also, not saying I would do that now. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Oh. No. Right now you gotta have it. You gotta be pushing okay. feet. You gotta be pushing feet. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I can understand where he's coming right. from, especially when it comes to like maybe a younger girl. Okay. You know what I mean? Who you in a relationship? You in your 20s. You yeah. 21, 22. That's and you real. with a nigga who really out here like trying to trying. get in. Yeah. He trying. Mm-hmm. He just ain't made it yeah, yet. He but he's trying. Yet. But he consistent. Yep. Like, y'all lights ain't never turned off. Facts. Right. He makes sure the rent paid every That's month. Right. You know what I mean? He doing what he got to do. He hustling. Mm-hmm. But nah, he ain't rich. He probably can't buy you Chanel's. He probably Facts. can't buy you. Not yet. You, not, not, yet. Yet. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Y'all probably sharing a car. That's cool. He's giving Jody. <laughs> but like but, I said, we're talking about the younger but, and, and But Jody was age. selling dresses, remember? Not the Chanel. Not the Chanel. Jody was selling dresses out the trunk. He He had that shit in him. It's in you, not on you. Mm. It's in you, not on you. So, 
at this age, okay. do you feel like women our age getting advice from a BDB? You a you a certified <laughs> BDB now. You a certified. You need to change the little part no, at no, the no, bottom. No, we gonna get him a BDB university. You a BDB. So so, do you feel like women our age are like should we still be like holding men down and giving men a chance and you know falling in love with their potential and not what it is? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because uh, I ain't. All right, <laughs> she be like, I ain't. Yeah, like what you got to say. All right, so I feel like so let's so now I'm looking at the wealth ladder. Mm-hmm. So most people who I've studied have became wealthy after forty. Mm. Right after forty. Mm. So again, where are you? So now I'm gonna look at y'all mm-hmm. as again two successful black women. I'm on three times. So I think <laughs> you know how to compliment me. <laughs> I think with what y'all have going on. I don't, I think if you find a man, if you can be like, okay, so, so where are you going? It's good. It's good to identify where he's at Mm -hmm. and where he gone. Like, I feel like y'all smart enough to know if somebody just blowing smoke. Right. Definitely. Y'all done been through some. So like, so if y'all dating, you don't really know his financial status yet. All right, cool. Like, all right. So look, we done went on a couple of days. Like what you doing with yourself? Where you going? Because now you need to see if it's gonna complement where you going. Right. This is what me and my girl doing. This I'm building this this poor minds. This is what we doing. What you got going on? Got you. Right. And if if that makes sense to you, cool. Cause what if he's building a business or what if he's what if he's if he's working a nine to five, but what if he's on a corporate ladder? Right? Because entrepreneurship ain't for everybody. Right. Right. Definitely so what if agree. what if he is on a corporate ladder and he said, Yo, I may be doing this, but I got hella investments. I got real estate property. I got this. So I think it depends on that man and what he's doing. And mm. does it compliment you as a woman and where you going? Got you. Because let me tell you something. Oh, I, love to, <laughs> I love to tell a nigga these days. I got, I got money. I make money. <laughs> I don't got to deal with you. <laughs> you better tell them. If they be getting on my nerves. Are they be doing some shit? Are they not doing what I want them to do or what I feel like I deserve? I got money. So tell me what you deserve. I just feel like I want somebody that's thoughtful. I feel like men are not thoughtful anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they be mm. trying, they be so busy trying to play a game like mm. of, oh, I'm just like, oh, I look at this person. Because let's be real, men are visual creatures. 100%. You look at a woman, initially when you trying to fuck with her, you not looking at her like, oh, I think her she's mind. very intellectual. Her mind. I just had They not looking at her. Remember when we said that? Her, her mind. mind. <laughs> <laughs> they not looking at her mind. I wonder, I wonder what are her thoughts about Forex. Right, so, yeah. I just had that conversation. I wonder, you know what I mean? A nigga is not looking, nah, he's not that thinking ass about fat. We Yes. Not? <laughs> Right, right. So, and, and I and I get it yeah. because ass fat. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got that. So, I'm with the shit too. I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping. <laughs> not the Wall Street. Not the Wall Street still in the street. <laughs> he know. He know what's so it's like. So it's like I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that when you look at me initially as a man, that's what you're gonna look at. You're gonna be like, okay. She pretty, like she got a fat ass. I she know. got a little waist. You better. I'm mm-hmm. just saying the facts Plug. are the, the okay. facts are the facts. Put on the resume for the girls. <laughs> Face is beautiful. My you waist did. is so small mm. and my ass is so fat. Mm. So when men look at me, they like, I don't think she has a thought. But my waist still is small. <laughs> so <laughs> But at the end of the day, I just really like thoughtful guys. Like I 
I like men that go out of their way to do small things. Like, even mm-hmm. if I mention something and then you end up... Like, if I mention something small, mm-hmm. like, something that happened to me recently, I had a guy buy me a juicer. Mm. And I mentioned that I wanted to start juicing. Mm. And so he ended up buying me a juicer. And I thought that that was thoughtful. It doesn't always have to be a Chanel, Chanel a Dior bag, whatever. (laughs) Want that too. But it don't always got to be that. I I just like people that are thoughtful. And I think most men are not... They don't pay attention to details. They don't care. I think everybody is out. Like social media has made it to where it's like when it comes to dating, everybody is just out for themselves. It is. So one of the things that so this I just had this conversation last night. Mm-hmm. Um I talk to a friend of mine all the time named April Mason. She cold blooded. Mm-hmm. Um so me and Hubby talking. Just giving me, hey, April. Yeah, April Mason cold blooded. Um <laughs> and so one of the things with men is emotional intelligence. Mm. Right? Let's talk about that all so the we, time. We, we, have to de- we have to develop that because we haven't been taught that. So as men, what we often see is don't cry, right? Don't show a girl that you feel this kind of way about her. And the man who fucked the most women mm. is the champion. Right. Right. So that keeps us from being emotional. Even if you love a girl or you feel some kind of way, that don't look right in front of your homies because the first thing, what you in love, dog? Right. Oh, you pussy with you tripping out here. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So now you like, damn, I don't feel like that in front of my peers. Right. Right. So we have to, we have, that's along with financial literacy, men, black men have to, we got to learn how to be emotional, intelligent and deal with that trauma. A word. Right. So what happened with me was I had a daughter. So that immediately like cut that shit. Mm-hmm. Cause I got to show up emotionally for her every day. Right. Yeah. Right. So for men, Yes, the first thing we see, I don't care. I'm not trying to see how smart you is in the beginning because physically, I'm attracted. Right. Mm-hmm. The physical attraction becomes that. That's what got me here. Right. Yeah. Now, let's work on the other stuff. Like, right. that's cool. But also, women, like she said, nigga, I got money. <laughs> like, and that's what how I be feeling now. I be fed up because I feel like in my past, I used to deal with men because I had right. to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just keeping on it 100. Right. I used to deal with niggas because I had to. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have to deal with nobody that I don't right. want to deal right. with. If and I wake good. up today and you getting on my motherfucking nerves, I'm going to block you. Right. That's how you I'm peace not going to respond. That's how you peace You know? Come. That's how you get peace. And but I also kind of feel like it plays into the stigma of this is what me and you have these conversations all the time, too. As you start to become a successful black woman... You feel like you don't need a man. You feel like you don't and need a man, and it find and it make, but it also makes it harder to find a man. That's toxic. I don't. I like don't that. think, but I don't. We're not trying to make it toxic, Mm-mm. but it's the fact. No. So like, here's what happened. So the one thing I don't like about our culture right now is the independent black woman. Mm. You don't like that? I hate it. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why. Because it now puts a woman in a position where she feels like she doesn't need a man. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. You supposed to depend on a man. Right. But you need a man. Mm. Because men represent, supposed to represent protection, security. That's what we supposed to represent. Right. The first two things. Right. And then behind that becomes provider, nurturer. Mm-hmm. So with all those things you said, though, a lot of black women, we're turning to be independent because we aren't getting that. We're, we're not getting 100%. And, and I just agree like with you said, with I just the- told you, I feel like men, they'll want to fuck with you because they be like, oh, she cute. Oh, she attractive, whatever. And then even when you really start fucking with them, it's kind of almost like 
I've dated guys, especially when it comes to like talking about my accolades, talking about the things that I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like they be intimi- intimidated. Intimidated. Mm-hmm. So now you got to step up the type of men that you attract. Mm-hmm. You can't attract the men. I mean, men gonna be attracted to you regardless. But what if it's people that are successful already too? So now you later. So now that's where you later. Like I love feminine women. Okay. I love that shit. Like, cause th- I don't want you to be my nigga. Right. I got niggas for that. Mm-hmm. But let me say this, because we actually had this conversation before. A lot of times women aren't feminine around men because we don't feel safe. You're not protected. Mm-hmm. We're not protected. 100%. So, of course, I'm going to be like, what's, what's up, up, nigga? <laughs> That's me all day, because if I don't feel like I'm doing like this, because, yeah, if shit go left, I'm going to beat your ass. ass. Know that. So, we, <laughs> so nah, that's, that's why we kind of give off that no, masculine energy sometimes. And so, I don't feel like I give off that energy, because nah. that's just... I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm a little... You're, no, you're way more feminine. But in my situations but, that I've been in, I've been in where I went out with a guy that I thought I liked, and shit went down, and I didn't feel safe. But yeah, like I so said, that's right. so that's created this Tension. exterior and this wall for mm-hmm. I don't I don't play that with nobody. And like mm-hmm. I said, so in order for you to see that feminine side of Lex, I gotta feel safe. I have to feel safe. That's I have right. to trust you, and that takes time. That does. I have a very soft side. We always talk. Oh, for sure. When I'm with a man that I really like. I'm the most feminine person on this earth. Mm-hmm. Like, because we had an astrologer come the other week yeah. and she was saying like, you are really like, when it, it when it gets down to it, but I'm not like that off the gate because... You shouldn't be though. I'm, I don't... I'm, mm. And we got to learn that. And so, as again, so men, I would like, it, it has been intentional on the destruction of our culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Making, making the black woman feel so independent but also making her not feel protected right because that ain't new over generations black women have seen where their husband has watched them get raped watched them get right right and so as a woman you can't feel protected in that right exactly you know what i'm saying and as a man you like damn i can't i'm I rather die than you just do this so it has been intentional on creating this division, mm. making black men not emotionally intelligent mm. and making black women feel so super in- independent. Right. So I think that has to, as men, again, I always look at the for us because if we become emotionally intelligent, if we become strong, then you have no other option but to be submissive. Right. It's I can you. agree with that. It's I can agree you. with that. Like if you, if you around a man, you're like, damn, I feel comfortable around him. I don't give a fuck what's going on. I know he got us. Then you ain't got no choice but to be like, what is it's femininity at its mm-hmm. best? So we as black men gotta learn how to represent that so we can take that away from you. Right. While still while still acknowledging your independence, while still acknowledging your success, mm-hmm. but saying, nah, like I got us. Right. And then once you in that premise, you okay. And that's why I said I'm honestly not dealing with a man that's not emotionally intelligent yeah. anymore. I can't do it. I mean, because I feel like, honestly, that's something that me and you talk about all the time. Like, that's what we crave. Like, we want to be... We crave, want to I like be, that word. Because we want to be able to be submissive to a guy that we're mm-hmm. dating. But it just be like, Good okay, love. the more and more I date, <laughs> like, the more and more I talk to you, the more and more I be around you, you really ain't shit. Like, why would I be submissive to you? Right. And not only that, I just feel like, you know... Communication is so big to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like... It's a big thing. Hey, people who can't Yeah, so it's just like a lot of times the way even men communicate, you can see that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like certain things go on and instead of us talking about it, you know... When you get online and a woman reposts uh, Justin LeBoy, that's because she doesn't feel ta- comfortable talking to you. So she's trying to so sub. She's gonna sub, she's she's gonna sub you. tweet you on her story instead of texting you. And one thing about me and Lex, 
We gonna sub a nigga. You know what? And I've actually gotten away from that of recently. Like, my, last, be subbing my last situation I just left, I was able to walk away because one, mm. I didn't need that many more. But two, I'm not about to sub you. I'm not about to do all that because you know what? You weren't meeting me there with our communication. So instead of me trying to make you feel some type of way about I'm things that I put, I'm going to just walk away and I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm going to know myself as a woman and I'm not going to put like my that. value into you and how you make me feel. You better know yourself, queen. I like that. Period. You remember when my ex told me? He said, well, I know every time you be posting certain shit up on Instagram, you be talking about me. I'm dead. <laughs> That's why I don't do it no more. Okay, so we gotta move on. We're gonna move on into the bop. Hey, the bop. Bow, 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 bow. You know about that bow, bow. Cause he know about that bow, bow. He know about that bow, bow. He know. That's New Orleans. Why you laughing at our song? Because let me say, I am from Orange, Texas. Y'all know I say that all the time. That's on the border of Louisiana. All my family from Benton, Louisiana. I know what Benton is. Where is Benton? Benton is like, yeah, it's like the country. It's literally Lake Charles, that area. from Louisiana too, but I never heard of Benton. Benton is literally like the way, where my house was built in Orange, like we could literally walk over a bridge and we're in and we're in Louisiana. Really? Um, The first place I was in was in De Quincey. Okay. that's right around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I used to have to go in the neighborhoods and clean up and stuff. So I indeed not you was in the bitches and bitches. I need community, I need I community to, service before I was in too. Print, so that was thug life. Do. Yeah, so that's how he know bow bow because that that mm. come from that area. So the bop of the week for my song is by Xavier Omar. Now, if y'all don't remember, I made a bop by him a long time ago called "Say It." He is an R and B singer, and I just love his voice. He has a super good tone. And um, a listener, I can't remember her name. She actually sent this to me because she knows I love him. So he. Has a song called feelings for you mm. and it kind of gets into that emotional intelligence it's just like a man recognizing his feelings for mm. a woman and not denying it and saying hey this is how i feel you fucking with it or not i like that and that's the kind of man i want so that's why i was like i'm manifesting that i've done that before really yeah, express man. yourself look, what we doing yes sometimes you have to be like and that see where are you niggas at? <laughs> but he a cancer <laughs> where are you niggas at Said he was a cancer. I mean, he did say he was a cancer. Mm-hmm. We do one thing we know about cancer men. They gon' y'all are in touch with y'all. Like I feel like water right. signs in general. Yeah, in. Y'all are in touch with y'all emotions. I don't Fire signs, earth signs. Not we so struggle much. with emotions. Yeah. But my Pisces yeah. and Moon, so that's why I'm so emotional. Remember, she said that. The lady said that. Um, that's why I'm so emotional, and I'm so big on communication. And my Moon sign is Leo. Yeah, so you're like. Eh, mm. I did a crystal healing, like not. Like really? How'd it go? Matt Chain, my life. We're really into like, We're like we astrology love, we and love crystals. Nah, I, I be sage in my house. Nah, I be using Palo Santo. It was, it was real dope. She uh like I was laying on this bed and she put the crystals on mm-hmm. me. Uh-huh. And uh she made me hold some crystals in my hand and she saged me. And she told That's me dope. what the one at the top is called? Your crown. Yeah, your she, she, she did your chakra yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, did. she was telling me, um, she was like, she had to do extra work up there because it was blocked. Mm. She was like, I, yeah. I told her. Because that's yeah. all that work. That's all them yeah. cryptos yeah. up there. <laughs> but I told her I had just a lot of trauma. Mm. I'm like, when I've been through. But when I let the, when I let the stones out of my hand, she was like, yo, they are really hot. Mm. She was like, you good, though. She was like, I want you to come back once a month. So that was really dope for me. That was my first did, time Did you feel that. better afterwards? I, did. I felt like I was in a flow. I was like, damn. She was like, no, you had off a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So I, I did feel better about but that. But I feel like everybody should do that, like, connect with their, like, 
their insides and their spirits because I have I actually just had a reading with Sade shout out to Sade I shout her every week because I do my readings with her and she just lets me know like what I need to release what Mm. I'm going through so that's very important like I said I'm trying to get I've already been in touch with my emotions but I just am trying to learn myself better Mm. so I can control my emotions better Mm. because I think that's what a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't do we don't control our emotions very well Mm -mm. we don't we suppress them we definitely do or we act out too much okay go ahead and your bop girl <laughs> i'm dead so what we doing <laughs> y'all know i was talking about kodak black on one of the recent episodes i love kodak black that nigga be coming out with bops so he got a new song called grinding all season mm-hmm. and i fuck with it okay. because that's the mood grinding all season until i find my man mm-hmm. it's giving mood okay. it's giving me <laughs> It's giving me. Period. I it's like giving, that. It's giving, and I hate to say this because I feel like everybody said this every year, but 2022 is my year. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so what you been jamming this week? Um, Let me think. What have I been listening to? Um, So I'm not a music person like talking about it. I listen really? to that. Yeah. Well, what you was listening to no, when no, you no. pulled Because I seen what you pulled up in. What he pulled up in? I'm going to tell you, girl. I see. Damn, we can't even whisper because he in the middle. Now, I listen to music. Don't get me wrong, but I like to like shift my mood. Uh-huh. Um, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of audible books. But um, my you daughter... Know, have you listened to Poor That's why Ron said... He did. He listened to... Ron said, what y'all gonna talk about? This nigga smart. He said, he said, he said, but what are y'all gonna talk about? Because Trap reads books. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Ryan, <laughs> just because we don't talk about books on Poor Minds do not mean that we don't read books. Exactly. I read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to y'all for three hours yesterday. I was like, oh, this is crazy. I like this. Um, I'll tell you all this. I do like um, Snow. Okay, Snow Allegra. I love her. Oh, yeah. So smooth, yeah, boy. She, she reminds me of Sade. Yes. She, she definitely kind of like channels that with that smooth. So, so yes. I'll listen to her a lot, like mm-hmm. when I want chill. So like, you're like an R&B guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So I'll listen to like Snow and... Um, Ari Lennox, I like her. See, we love yeah. we love Ari. Her. I thought you was gonna be like them whole bed not fuck with my cousin. <laughs> okay, nah, 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 nah. I didn't know because you definitely don't want to. The New Shorty. Orleans accent. Like, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what he was gonna come out here yeah, and yeah, say. Yeah. So. So I mean, I'm New to the bone. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans to the bone. I go home, it's on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. Chopper. Yeah. I am dead. Yeah. Okay, so shout out to New Orleans. Yeah. Yes. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, XP. And it's your girl, Dre and Nicole. And we are here once again to tell y'all about how much we love and use better help. Y'all know we love BetterHelp.com. We have been using it for a long time now, and we put it into y'all heads every week because therapy is so important, especially in the black community. Right. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to use therapy. They feel like, you know, they don't want to pay the price. They don't want to leave their home. They feel uncomfortable. So the best thing about BetterHelp to me is that you do this all from the comfort of your own home. They link you with a counselor within 48 hours, and you can choose specifically the type of counselor you want. We actually have a patient review 
It says, Jennifer has really helped me and I'm really grateful for her. You can tell that she really cares and has offered me so many recommendations and solutions to a lot of the problems I've discussed with her. Thank you so, so much, Jennifer. Review written by a BetterHelp user with career difficulties, issues concerning depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, self-esteem, and anger management. Absolutely. So you should definitely use BetterHelp.com and see why over 2 million people have used this website. And make sure that you use code POORMINDS to get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash POORMINDS. So we're going to get into our favorite segment of the week. This is the Pour Your Heart Out segment. If you want your question answered on the show, make sure you email us at askpoorminds at gmail.com. And remember, if you're a Patreon member, just put that in the subject so you can skip the line. Okay, so I'll go ahead and read question one. It says, hey, ladies, I'm new to the poor crew, but I've been been watching all the episodes on YouTube while at work. And I'm such a fan now. When I was 23, I used to work as a banker in downtown Atlanta. Mm. I had a regular client who was very rich, Nigerian and ready to spoil me. He would offer to send me money, fly me out the country, take me shopping, etc. Being his banker, I obviously knew how much money he had. So I knew he wasn't bullshitting. The only issue was that he was physically unattractive attractive to me he was funky too Mm. but i'm pretty sure it was just his cologne i had to lie and tell him that i couldn't get with him because i didn't want to risk the integrity of my job Mm. are you always attracted to your Mm. bdbs side note after i quit the bank i decided to try and give him a (laughs) shot but he's already engaged to someone else and got me blocked on whatsapp okay talk about funky well, she said it was because she didn't like his cologne. Either way, it's a, a no. nigga that's funky. It's a no. I don't even care if it's your cologne. It don't matter if you don't smell. Like if your smell is not appeasing to me, right? I cannot fuck well, with I you. Well, I would say I went on a date with somebody and I didn't like the smell of their cologne. So what I I just suggested new cologne to him. Well, actually, you say he didn't wear it. No, 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 not him. Oh. oh. <laughs> And I bought him some cologne. I bought him some good cologne, you too. Did? You did? You miss, call me Mr. Put It On. Because that's the thing. If I he, fuck with you, I'm going to yeah. make sure, like, you know. Okay. And I got him I a cologne agree. because it's like, as a man, why aren't you wearing cologne? I wear every. And as men, you you got to find a cologne that matches with Pharaoh. Exactly. Because yeah. exactly. everything don't smell the same. And mm-hmm. I think that's what people don't understand about fragrances. Yep. Everything does not smell the same on everybody. Mm-hmm. It's certain fragrances that people will be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this shit smells so good. And then I'll go and smell it or I'll put it on myself. And I, it it, I, it's been stuff that I've actually bought. Like, right. spent my money on it and I put it on. And I was just like, mm, literally, I don't feel like. And you're a perfume girl. You buy so many. I'm literally, I've worn the same perfume for literally like three or four you know years. it works because for you. That's the most compliment I get. Yeah. You smell so good. People mm-hmm. always remember smell how good. I smell. See? I know that's right. I, but I, that's the most compliment I get. So yeah. I feel like if somebody doesn't smell right and it's not because they're stinky but if you don't like their that's cologne, fun. I feel like that's something that y'all could talk but about. But as far as like not being attracted to people, I think that's I've enough. said this on the show numerous times. I cannot fuck with somebody that I'm not fit. Like, I can't consistently that. fuck. I agree. I'm with that. Or fuck with somebody who I'm not attracted physically to. attracted mm-hmm. to. Like, anybody I've ever dated, I thought that you were attractive or I thought something about you was attractive. Right. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't like the, it's giving you don't like this man, right? At all, because you named a, you didn't name one, you didn't name one thing that you liked about him besides yeah. the money. Yeah. And I will say this: sometimes I meet somebody and I'm not physically attracted to them, but then I end up talking to them and they become either more attracted mm-hmm. to me or less attracted to me. So this man has been coming into your bank and obviously he hasn't said anything or done anything to make you more attracted to him, and he's engaged now. Girl, let it go. Let yeah, and he blocked you. It's let it go. Yeah, I it's a no queen. Like Sorry. Yeah. Question two. Okay. Is it possible for a is it possible a female could cut you off because your sex is too good? It's like they don't want Girl, keep reading. Because you know what? You about to get out of my studio for the second time. Go ahead, girl. Keep reading. It's like they don't want to allow themselves to get too attached or something. Or could it be per or could it be can't even finish the damn question. Could it be personal or reasons? Or could it be other personal <laughs> reasons when I need to spill on why this occurs? That is so not true. That is there true. There is not it's enough not. women having good sex out here nah. for me to cut you off because yeah. your dick is too good. So yeah. let me tell you what and happened. Maybe she, but maybe she got a unicorn, bitch. Let me tell you what happened. This I've happened never to me. had amazing sex and been like, let me cut him so off. So this happened to me one time. Okay. I'm going to just keep it 100. So we had like this dope ass chemistry. Mm-hmm. Sex was good. And then she literally told me in the bed, I'm not fucking you no more. After y'all had sex? I said, what the fuck are you talking about? This shit was... She was like, nah. Because I know you're not ready to wife me. And I can't let you keep doing me that and you ain't ready to wife me. Okay, well, that's different then. That makes sense. Because she wanted more than yeah. what you were willing to give but her. But it's not because the sex was too good. It was just like... you went, How you made her feel yeah. in the bedroom in the, and out. outside you of the right. bedroom. Because it's go. a combination of the both. That's a fact. I done had a man that can dig me down to heaven. But when we outside of the bedroom, I'm like, stop talking to me in public. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. Why are you laughing? Yeah, you yeah, look yeah. at my face. I get that. I get that. So it's like, that. just because, you know, it's it's who. It's a combination. No names. No names. <laughs> the one I just cut off him too. Cause I that is that is dead and done. Dead and gone. Dead and gone. <laughs> so I will say, um, if that happened to you, it's probably because she maybe wants more from you that That's you true. can't give yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah, at the moment, but yeah. I don't want to give men too much credit because a lot of y'all don't have both. Y'all do not be having fire Y'all don't be having... It's a lie. It's very rare that you meet a man. <laughs> How often do you meet a man that's so amazing in real life and conversation and in bed that you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. Right. You're too amazing. I get that. I get that. I get that. Get that. that makes no, sense. No, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. You that makes sense. Happen. That makes sense. Yeah. But no, that makes you sense. might be a unicorn too. Just, I mean, but, he might be a unicorn. No, nah, but that makes sense because I wasn't ready to do that because right. I was building. And you have to know, honestly, yeah. that's what I'm learning as a woman now. Yeah. I told myself that, like, even when I go on a first date with a man, I'm telling him what I, my intentions mm-hmm. are and what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in the bed with a man and being like, oh, I can't do this because I know mm-hmm. this is not what you want. So before we even get to the bedroom, we already didn't have this conversation. So I'm not in that situation. situation. You yeah, know that what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So for you, sir, I feel like let your intentions be known ahead of time so women, all these women aren't cutting you off. Well, why are you telling him because that's what he's oh it could be oh she didn't it didn't say if it was a man or a woman yeah. well if it's a woman because you know how to, you like a woman's touch <laughs> I, I can believe that for a woman before a man though yeah. like a woman just going around giving women orgasms that's believable oh yeah bitches know how to please a woman we know you know we know you know all right oh, question she put three. you out there like that why oh, she put you out there like that 
<laughs> this is a good. weekly thing. This is a, look, you surprised. They know. Okay. <laughs> Question true. three. They, they know my past life. What's up, Lex and Drea? I'm probably part of the 1% of straight men that taps into the show. Honestly. Why do you think it's Wayne? No, but don't get mad at him because it was 1% at one time. But honestly, we have a lot of males that tune in I now. I like y'all. We I'm start watching y'all. Period. We're going to put you on some games. I'll watch y'all for three hours as a day. I know that's right. I would right. tap this. I know <laughs> that's right, baby. I would tap this. You can't watch something for three hours if it ain't good. Nah, I tap it, I Even know. my CFO, she was like, what that is? I'm about to watch them. I'm like, yeah, tap it. Yeah, I know that's right, baby. I, I, I got it. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. I find y'all hilarious and y'all and think y'all keep it real so I find myself tuning in often. What is your opinion on a boring relationship? I've been with my girl for about six years. We have two beautiful children but the relationship and sex is super dry. I'm 25 years young into my career and do very well for myself and family. A lot of the reason I haven't left is because I think kids should have both parents if possible but at the same time I see my single friends around me having a blast in their 20s and I'm over here begging for some head. Just for context, her is usually being tired yet I do pretty much everything including the work I don't want to throw the relationship away because of a dry spot but I also don't want to cheat and make t- things mm-hmm. 10 times worse what y'all think I should do before you answer that no you can go for I this. said this so men have to be emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. right we are physical creatures mm-hmm. women like stop giving me bonnet every day oh <gasps> Even worry about Stop it. And giving I say me bonnet every day. Niggas do so not you don't, like y'all, that. that. The bonnet bothers you? Nah, I'm cool with it. Some, but I'm a physical man. Right. So when it's time to fuck, even, take the bonnet. Why you even, got a bonnet on? Even sometimes, like when I come home, I'm out. He said he out here getting it. When I come home, I don't want to see bonnet. I want to come home and see. Yes, that ass fat. That's Ooh. why I'm here. Oh, you feel me? Like yep, makeup on. It don't got to be every day, but make me. Your, I feel like a woman's job is not to not make me look at another woman, but her job is to make me never want to worry about going with them other women because I got mm-hmm. everything I need right here. Okay. Right? So I feel... Like, if you bored, <laughs> okay, you want to beat you with red hair, let me go get a weed. You feel but me? But not like, only that, but up. baby, he's not turning her on either. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. That's communication coming in. That is the communication. Your, your excuse can't be, I'm tired. Right. Now, I will say, like, when I have a man that I'm super into... You don't even have that to thing ask. Wet. You know what I'm saying? All the time. No, no but he walking through the Not door. Not loosening up. But yeah. That wet <laughs> all the time. No, nah, this is a conversation because I j- literally these are conversations I be having with April. But it's the truth, honestly. Yeah. Like when you, you walk, like if if I really like a man, I'm not about to have the bottom. Like I want him to walk the door and see me and be like, God damn. Because as a woman, what do we love the most? We know this. We love to we be have hella followers on Instagram, but we get complimented by thousands of men yeah. a day. But it don't matter because it's not from, the nigga that I want to be complimented the nigga that I want. So guess what? Yep. Yeah, I turn this shit on for Instagram, but imagine what I look like in real life. For my so nigga. I turn that shit yeah. on Instagram, but imagine what I look like to my nigga behind closed doors. Y'all think this was something? So I get that. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be that. I'm going to be that yeah. for my man. I know that's so right. that, that does, that makes sense. But like I said, maybe it's something that he's doing that's missing for her as well. Communication. Because if you're at home and you just, your nigga walking and you got a bonnet on, you don't he care. Said he got a bed for his. He got a bed for his. Which is wild. Which is crazy. All is, right. All right. Pipe down. Pipe down. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dress was like, cut. She about to, <laughs> 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 she about to get 
I, Come I, on, Superhead Junior. I did win that dick sucking contest. She did. She did. We gonna we gonna bring that up every time. And I don't give a fuck, bitch. That's an accolade. It's on it the same. Is. It's on the same level as my bachelor's degree. Honestly, think about it. Getting a Grammy, <laughs> a degree, an Oscar, a dick sucking contest. It's all on the same. the same level. All the, same. the same. level. All right. So, question four. Go ahead, Drea. But wait, what is what he should do though? What he should do is oh, talk to his woman. <laughs> we didn't say what. Yeah, you no, know, honestly, he should have a conversation with her so they can honestly get on the same page. Like you said, it comes to emotional intelligence. When the physical isn't working, it's because there's something yes, else sir. going on. Something is missing. So before you try to go out there and cheat, you need to have a conversation with her. And honestly, y'all are young. The things I was That's into fine. sexually at. 18, 19, 20 are not the things I'm into now. So, honestly, you're 25. You're probably going through that transition and, where different things are turning you on. And can I say this? Oh, I know. I Sometimes I really try away from saying things on the show. But, you know, when I had that conversation with Sade, she told me, like, I really need to start saying a lot of the things that I think more mm-hmm. and not being so skeptical about saying it, even if people don't agree with it. I think that a lot of people need to shy away from, like, oh, I have kids with this person. Mm. So, I have to make it work. That's heavy. I agree. That's heavy. It is. I like that. And I don't really like to speak on children because I don't have any yet. So, I don't really like to speak on those type of situations because I don't know what it's like to be in that. But I just feel like people really need to stop wanting to work things out with because a person of because of a kid. Because at the end of the day, being happy is in my opinion, being happy is what raises great children. Yeah, right. I agree. Both parents being happy. That's what creates great adults, great children. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy in a situation, why are you going to stay in it for your children? Because right. y'all are not even, you're, you're thinking, oh, giving them a two-parent household. But y'all not even happy. Y'all making it worse. Right. Giving them a two-parent household, that's what children deserve. That's what they need. Okay. I mean, I guess. But if you're you teaching kinda, them to stick it out when they're not right. happy. Right. It's like if you're not happy, you're not happy. And if being single or maybe dating and then you end up finding someone else and you end up being in a relationship with someone else and they have to go back and forth between two households. But if you're happy right. and your your ex is happy too, y'all both are in happy situations, then your child is gonna be happy. That's true. Agreed. Children I just don't that. I don't feel like staying together when shit is rough is a good idea. I agree. So, yeah. Mm. But I know we're going to get a lot of backlash for that Talk comment. I agree. I agree with that, though. In certain situations, sometimes you're just going through a rough patch. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just, it's okay to grow apart. Right. Yeah. And it don't have to be beef. Like, just Mm-mm. like we grow apart from friends, you can yeah. grow apart from your okay. lover. It's okay and I only apart. said that because a lot of the time I've realized whenever we get these, you know, questions that y'all send in, so many of y'all say, oh, this and this and this is what's going on in the relationship, but we have kids. Mm. It's just kind of like, okay, but you don't sound happy. Mm-hmm. And that's what's more important. That's true. You know, true. than anything you is you being happy. You can't be a good parent. Right. You can't be a good parent if, if you're, you're not unhappy. happy. I agree. You're going to love agree. your kids different when you're happy. Right. Period. So, yeah. Question so, okay, five. question four. 
hey y'all i'm an up-and-coming makeup artist i just started a few months ago i'm getting better but i'm still not the best yet and i have a lot to learn i take makeup very seriously and all of my friends know this most of my friends support me but i don't know how to feel about my one about one of my friends who was actually closer to being my best friend she rarely reposts my content on instagram i never ask but i feel like as a friend you should just do it without asking she does try to encourage me by saying my situation of growing clientele and growing as a makeup artist will get better though she recently just became a brand ambassador for another makeup artist in our city who she's been mentioning she would love to work with i don't know if i should feel some type of way about it or not because i just started a few months back what do y'all think um i'll go first in this situation because i just feel like Y'all gotta stop feeling like your friends gotta support Ooh, everything you do. Fact. I agree with that. Like your friends don't gotta support you. At the end of the day, when God gives you a vision for something or if he yeah. gives you a talent, he not gave everybody it, gonna he, see it. And he gave it to you. Yeah. And unfortunately, the reality is of things in life, period. When it comes to anybody, it don't matter if it's your friend or not. People support you when everybody else supports you. Mm-hmm. People think it's a good idea once everybody else thinks it's a good right. idea. Like, I literally have people around me right now that are my friends who did not support Poor Minds when they first started off. But now, anytime I post anything, anytime me and Lex accomplish anything, they're always in the comments. They're always like, oh yeah, congratulations, whatever, whatever. But I don't hold that against them because sometimes people don't really see your vision until it popping right and not only that and it's you like, can't hold that against your friends but it's like to me it's more so like okay now once i become successful are you still being that way then that's giving hater vibes but not only that it's like you just you said you just started maybe she just genuinely doesn't like how you do makeup maybe you're not that good honestly when i started the podcast i knew like some people this genuine they just didn't it's like not it your lane. And, and that's okay just because mm-hmm. you're my friend doesn't mean you have to like it because it's me yep. you know what i'm saying as long as you're not being a hater and you know you're not doing anything to block my blessings i don't i don't care because mm-hmm. there's enough people that are supporting me and like it so it's just like it's business and mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people need to realize. Like, mm-hmm. it's business. Friendship and business separate y'all if just, you can. Yeah, y'all gotta stop taking shit personal. If I took things personal about my friends not supporting me when it comes to the podcast, um, I wouldn't have no friends. Mm-hmm. How many people laughed at you when you was, like, talking about crypto? And they didn't get it. You know, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. But for me, I, I just look at it as there's 7 billion people in the world. I'm not going to get rich off my friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Facts. The, the three of y'all ain't about yeah. to make me rich. <laughs> not the three. I mean, we don't have a lot of friends. We don't. Yeah, no, but yeah, anyway. it's like the few of y'all. Like, y'all can't pay my bills so even if y'all go, was listening. Right, right. You got to go out and get. Yeah. You got to go find your tribe of people. And right. Yep. I don't feel no kind of way if some of my homies, I be posting stuff. They don't post that shit. I don't right. be tripping on that. When right. I post, when I see something that's smoked, they posting. I'm like, yup, he felt that. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? So you got to give people the freedom to support you how they want to support right. you. I agree. You have to definitely give people the freedom to support you how yeah. they want to support you. Because I'm not going to lie. Even when it comes to me with my friendships, it's certain stuff that my friends have tried to do or started. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't always post Feel it, it yeah. or, mm-hmm. or repost it. You know what I mean? But it's not because But I love you as my friend. Right. And that doesn't take away from that. I just feel like it's an innate human mm-hmm. feeling to like 
a lot of the time people just don't believe in shit until right. everybody else start believing but not only in that, it until it's it like, becomes big like now we have like a platform now so I know a lot of times my friends looking at me like oh Lex needs to repost this because she has a mm-hmm. following but it's like if y'all shit not good yet I'm, I'm not, not reposting it yeah. it's not up to par yet just and it's like, not that I don't love you or I don't fuck with you it's just like, yeah, I'm not supporting this. I had some friends who would never talk about poor minds, but it wasn't up to par yet. You go to listen, the audio fucked up, the camera crooked, this and that. But now they don't mind reposting it because they know, oh, shit, such and such put me this on, on this podcast and it's good. Like, I would never want somebody to say, oh, Lex told me to go to her because she do hair and she fucked my hair. I mean, and I've said this before on the show, too. As crazy as it may sound with us being podcasters, I don't listen to podcasts mm. ever. Ever. I listen to nobody's podcast. That's just not something I want to do with my free time. Right. So, if one of my friends or somebody that's close to me has a podcast, I might not be reposting it all the time. Right. But that's because I don't listen to the shit. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean I don't believe in what you got going on, but... I'll, don't take it personal. Yeah, girl. don't just don't yeah. take it personal. Don't that's what we trying. Personal. That's what I think the three of us are trying yeah. to say. Look, y'all, we don't. This has been a long. This, yeah, we haven't done a two episode. hour episode in a really long time. It's a two hour episode. It was. We were just a talking and a talking. So now we like Trump. We do. This is our friend. This is our friend. So let the people know where they can find you at. Do you offer like one on one classes? Like everything that yeah. you got going on. Uh, Instagram wall underscore street underscore trapper YouTube wall street trapper you know we got a whole bunch of classes and courses that we do nothing one on one though that's not the best he said that's not the best (laughs) thing for my time right okay Um, so but we got I got mentorships groups on any level you want and investing we cover that I do live classes all the time for free do lives all the time for free so just come you know come in a trap come trap with me I know that's right and like I said girls don't be sliding his, in his DMs on a part of us just slide <laughs> just slide they coming keep it cute they on the way keep it cute ladies now we gonna we gonna take it to Louisiana for you today with the song you ready little Dre cause I know you about to kill it <laughs> See, this is the thing. When we rap on this show, I don't... Y'all know I don't listen to rap like mm-hmm. that. The last, like, hip-hop song I learned was hip-hop. The hip-hop. I'm old. Hip-hop and you don't even, stop. You wasn't even alive Walk when to the bang, bang, boogie, and up, jumps the boogie to the boogie to the boogie to the beat. <laughs> that was the last... I'm old, bitch. Now, what you hear is <laughs> not a test. Like, that was the last... That was the last rap song I learned, y'all. I admit that. So, when it comes to the... <laughs> Drea is definitely the rapper of the group. You know... First of all, I say this all the time. I was very much a trap nigga. You did. In my old life. I know. Like, I, That's I right. really believe... I don't want to be wanting to get too deep, but I do believe that, like, we might have been reincarnated. You was Pablo Escobar. I feel like in my tra- in my past life, I was a trap nigga. I know, that's Because right. there's no way that I just be feeling this shit the way I feel it. All right. And I didn't live it, you know? Let's get into All it, right. though. So, are you going to start it off? You got to do the ad-lib. Do I- you even know how to do Mm-mm. I got you. He got you. I'm going to help when I see fit. I'm going to do the first verse. Let's go. Okay. You gotta do the ad lib. <laughs> Lex, are you gonna do a beat like you normally do? I like it. I was the fire man. I like it. I like it. No, you was on point. You was on point. I sounded just like it. You caught on guard. You caught on guard. She ain't know you had the talent. I ain't know. I thought that was a real song. I was like, oh, what that thing is? Hey, 
Right. You thought it was a I went speaker. To looking. I went to looking it's for the It's giving a, a Dr. Dre peel. I was looking for it. Legs. Oh, my God. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's go. Come, Come on. on, baby. They ready. You hear me? Well, you got to start. You got to start so that I can do the beat. Because I don't. Because every time I start oh, the beat. to start rapping? Yeah, start rapping. You were supposed to do the ad libs. The beginning. I thought you was going to start <laughs> up. All right. No, it's Yeah. Yo, I'm back. Uh huh. That's right. Let's go. (laughs) We 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 helped us. See, come on, I'm back in here. Let's go. go. Come on, Drea. So just start here. I don't even know. I was just gonna start it. Are you gonna start that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Ain't nobody fucking with me, man. He man, ski man, spending next week's cash. He fast, and I don't even need a G pass. I'm past that. I'm passing them out now, and you can't have that. And my chain too can't stand that. Tropical colors, you can't match that. Uh Gotta be abstract. Uh You catch my gal legs open, better Better smash that. Uh Don't be surprised when she asks where the cash. I see she wearing them jeans that show her butt crack. My girls don't wear that. Why? That's what my. Uh, I put my Mac down. Yeah. That's where you lack it. Yeah. She need a candle uh, and I'm a wax. Got him. I rekindled the flame. She remembered the name. It's Weezy Baby January, December the same. Ooh. Mama, give me that brand. Yeah. Mama, give me that good. Yeah. Cause I'm the fire man. Uh, you hit a fire. I'm the fire man. Fire, fire man. Oh. I got that fire. I got him. Got him. You just walk it up and I'm gonna put you out. Come on, we did that. My ad was on point. It was. My ad was on point. No, your ad. Yeah. Well, let me thank you for coming through. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Because this was a very different episode for us. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed it. it. Was great. So make sure you come back and fuck anytime. with us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Anytime. anytime. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Y'all. Bye. 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 You we wait that. for these niggas. I thought I had to catch your slack somewhere. Hell no. Slack. Nah, you, First you of all, it. I said okay. before we started the episode, I was a little Wayne 